everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by Comic Book Click, and as you know, I am never alone, sir, please introduce yourself. My name is Gregory Thomas, aka GT Rebirth, and this is your overly explanational <clears throat> CW opening for every TV show you've ever seen. <laughs> yes, GT has come back out of the Speed Force or out of jail or out of uh, Krypton or wherever wherever all these characters seem to be coming from nowadays. And we are inside the Particle Accelerator. Yeah, oh, I like that. I like that. Particle Accelerator. We are here to talk about all kinds of things, but we're mostly going to do a DC show today because we spent a whole month on Venom, seems like. Uh, there was a lot of time yes, on there. Yes, We got a little bit of... You spend about as much time on it as the comic books do when they like to put everyone in in a symbiote. <laughs> Damn, I, I read Venomverse. Um, so, uh, we're, we're going to do a little bit of uh, Marvel news up top, talk a little bit about some DC news, get into the CW show premieres, and then the piece de resistance. We're here to talk about Flash Rebirth Volume 1, a.k.a. Lightning Strikes Twice. But first, uh, how the heck are you, GT? How, how are things? I'm doing great, man. Uh, everything's hanging. Everything's doing all right. Uh, I haven't destroyed my place of work yet, so ah, that's good to know. That's, that's it's always know. it's always sunshine around the bend. That not much sunshine around here now. New York City got cold real fast. Yeah, what the heck happened with that? We're getting a cold snap over here in New York. Uh, it was freezing. I if. It was this cold for Comic Con. There's no way I would have been able to cosplay. It, it's <laughs> oh, half, half of New York probably wouldn't have been able to cosplay because it is freezing. It it's is always freezing. my problem at Halloween. All the costumes I like are just like I'm freezing and I don't want to wear this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did find out that uh, one of my superpowers is the Segway, so I'm going to use that right now to say that even though it's cold outside, it seems to be cold in the offices of Marvel because Iron Fist has been canceled, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we man. sat here on this show and touted the, the, the triumph that was Iron Fist Season 2 over Iron Fist Season 1. The improvements, the added um, nuances, the improved uh, fight scenes and choreography, only to be told that now Iron Fist will never return to Kung Lan. D- Danny Rand is the whooping boy of the Marvel Nef- uh, Netflix universe. How do you feel about that, man? How do you feel about that news? You know, up like, top? I... And I will tell you right now, I'm weird. I still haven't seen the first season. Okay. So I don't know how bad it was. My first introduction to Danny Rand was on The Defenders. I enjoyed him on The Defenders. And him and Luke Cage had a cute little thing going on. Like, they bounced off each other pretty well. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go into Iron Fist 2. I know all I need to know about the first season. And I'm going to see what they did. And now that they canceled it, I'm just like, no. No. You, (laughs) You made me care. That that's the that's the biggest thing because had you they canceled care it, about glowing guns and a glowing <laughs> sword, I want to see what happens now. Had they not had they not um come out with such a um improved season, I was on record many times saying that Iron Fist season one was the bane of my existence. <laughs> yes. I I did not know why that show existed. I did not know how ter- how they could write such terribly written characters and all that kind of stuff. It was just wrong headed and a bad attempt and. I've never seen a franchise be able to turn itself and correct itself in, in such a way, only to be told that they're canceled. I'm wondering if this is more of a strategic move because of Disney's impending streaming service or something. Um, Jeff Loeb, who's the head of Marvel Television, says that um, the decision was never really up to Marvel. 
and right. that it was if if they want a season three, you gotta talk to Netflix. So I don't know if Netflix is kind of understanding that Disney's about to start ramping their stuff up, or maybe it was underperforming. Who knows? But I mean, what is underperforming on Netflix, right? Like. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I guess the amount of clicks, I'm not sure. This is the same network that has the greatest uh, British baking show. You understand? Like, the things, shows on there just is that, sit. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, uh, and so, shows just exist on there. I never thought they had to thrive, necessarily. Uh, they certainly do. Like, there, there's definitely a few shows that got on there. Like, like Netflix originals that got canceled uh, after just a first season run. I, I have no idea what their, um, I don't want to say algorithm, but what their arithmetic is on what is a success and what is a failure because yeah. it's a it's a, a system that doesn't run on the, the, the old Nielsen ratings comment that we understand. Right. So I, I haven't done any of the research into that area. But what I do understand is that, for one thing, Jeff Loeb is just like the enemy of anything that is connecting the Marvel television universe to the film Uh, universe. Yeah. And he's going to be a complete bug up his ass about that one forever. I can see that. But also that they've become so self-referential at this point anyway that they kind of survive without it. I can see that. Yeah. Like they have their own universe. They stopped talking about everything. Yeah. They built their own universe. So now they can reference their own stuff. Yeah. I see that. But at this point, I'm just I'm I'm concerned now that the things I did like about it won't get continued. Like Yogi spoke to us and he says that they'll probably yeah, a lot of stuff will probably get carried over and he assumes that there's going to be like a heroes for hire show post. Yeah. That seems know. to be the that seems to be the big assumption by a lot of the fans. Yes. But for me that just means there's not enough time to do the things in Iron Fist two that I liked. Right. Like, okay, how much time will there be to really delve more into the Daughters of the Dragon? Or just um, what's her face even becoming? Oh, Colleen, know, right? Colleen Wing becoming the Iron Fist, or do, do we just shift it right back to Danny because now it's their show? Right, exactly. You know, well, and the same in the same thing. The other side of that coin is: do we then get less Misty? Do we then right. get less Luke? Do we then get less? You know, of that whole world they built in Harlem. Do we get less Meacham and his perfectly coiffed hair at every moment? Yes. Ah, uh, what a great character! Meacham and his hair that is always immaculate, no matter what situation he is in. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, and I I really highly doubt it would be the last we see of the character. He'll probably end up being like a Claire Temple or a Misty Knight, like we say, where yeah. he's just going to drop in and, and do his stuff. Do but... we stop talking about Orson Rand and his shiny guns? Exactly. Um, and the fact that there is multiple, seemingly multiple now Iron Fists yes. uh, out there. Um, it, I've never... No, no property has ever made me feel this weird, conflicted <laughs> way where I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. And then I gave it another chance. It redeemed itself in my eyes. And now I can't get anymore. It's like the, this is the... Yeah. This is the... Um, it's like you went on a bad first date and then you tried it again and then it worked out and then they hit your date with a bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a very particular example, but, but uh, I, I, can see, I can see the merit in that. I can see the merit in that. It's a very particular situation. Well, once you... Once you uh, once you're knocked down, you know, you, there there's always an ability to get back up. And what that will, you know, manifest itself into, uh, we don't know yet. But proof that you could be knocked down and get back up, the rumor slash news out there is that a Mr. Jimmy Gunn has been signed on for Suicide Squad 2. Uh, oh, somebody I'm so who, not sure how I feel about this. Uh, James Gunn publicly ousted for some uh, tasteless tweets that he had uh, um, a couple years ago was then fired from the production of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 after making 
two really really good movies. Um, yes. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, one and two, directing taking and a, writing, take, taking a a cast of characters that they openly poke fun at the fact that you have no idea who these people are and making them you know stars in yeah. a sense of speaking you know making them a a big money maker for <clears throat> the marvel cinematic universe even earning they even earned themselves their little like disney cartoon out of it yeah yeah you know? he, he raised the profile of all those characters and so i mean they just took the man and now they and, can't help but keep making galaxy books <laughs> in my head they're gonna take the guardian's three script cross out guardians and every mention of space and just put jail and uh, and just change the names of everybody because i think you got i think they, they they were definitely trying to go for a guardians feel with the first uh suicide squad especially with that, those record drops sure they didn't do it nowhere near with the same finesse that was done in guardians and i think it was it was obvious because i don't think it was the plan you think that ended up being the plan later on, like last week? Yes, minute? I don't know if it has anything to do with the Guardians or has anything to do with the fact that, like, like the the thing I had read was that they put out that one trailer and like this is a situation apparently where the people who make the movies don't always make the trailer, right? So the people who made the trailer put that trailer out to the Queen song and it gave this song the movie this like kind of fun bounce sort of, and vibrance and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like sure everyone's acting up and we're murdering people, but we're also like we're doing it to music and it's a good time. Yeah. yeah. You know, very kick-ass, you know what I mean? Right. And they're like, yo, that, that wasn't the movie we made. Yeah, exactly. It it looks better than what we... D- they like that. Yeah. Crap, we need to make that. <laughs> and then 15 people got into the editing room and had to do it all in two weeks. Yeah, and they... <laughs> and they uh they made hibachi of them of them films. Yeah. Just chopped it up and yeah. threw it out there. And only, that- only, ten, only 10 of the 15 guys in the editing room made it out. <laughs> And they ate the other five for sustenance. But um, you do what you gotta do. Gun is on, and you know, regardless of how you felt about the film, the cast is star-studded. People are considering that this might be a, like a, a like a reboot because with Suicide Squad, you don't necessarily need a dedicated cast, considering that you are um, implementing these characters to be disposable. That's the right. entire idea behind it. And like, it's the one movie out of that whole little universe that had nothing to do with anything else that happened. Right. It exists. It like Guardians, existed solely independently of the of the rest of the universe up until Infinity War. Do you have any obscure DC villains you'd like to see put on the squad randomly? Um, any, anybody out there you think not getting enough love? Because <laughs> they're going to end up doing the, guys like Killer Frost and stuff soon, I, I can see. Maybe, but then it's then it's like, you know, you're sort of mixing that TV yeah. movie universe and it becomes another one of those annoying things, which we're probably going to get with Supergirl and that's going to another academy. But... Uh, and they're talking about that film, too. Yeah. There's a lot going on. It's too much going on. They don't know what the <laughs> heck they're doing. It's um, true. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not big enough on like some, some obscure sea villains. Actually, you know what? Just for Yogi, we should get Kite Man on it. There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> just, just, to, just so I can see Yogi's face just go, oh, God. Why? Kite Man. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, you know what would be actually cool? Is if they come up with a slew of DC, um, a, a slew of DC films, and those respected villains are locked up and then put on the Suicide Squad, mm. like we see them be the an- the main antagonist for each film, and then they're just disposable. Because if you're gonna kill them, a lot of times in these films they just kill the villain. Yeah, if you're gonna kill them, save them so when you can kill them in Suicide Squad, you know. <laughs> and I think if you if you give Suicide Squad this air of anyone can die, the sure. movie ends up being a, a tad more interesting. Because you watch it and you're like, okay, you're going to get the obligatory first person who's like, this ain't real. And then they get their head blown off and then everybody else is just going to 
toe the line until the Slipknot's over. purpose is always to die. Well, he didn't have a sword that could trap the souls of his victims, so that's probably why he didn't get to stay on as long as he wanted to. Why is it that CW did Katana better than Ruby? I don't know, man. I, I like the know. Katana in CW. I like the Deathstroke in CW. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's talking about somebody who got a lot of stuff cut out of Suicide Squad. Jerry Leto got a lot of stuff cut out of Suicide Squad, and he's seemingly on the back burner now that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is making rounds and his pictures and all this other kind of stuff, this press that's coming out Are they out not for, still making that Joker Quinn movie? I I, I am assuming that they are. If it's not if it's not a high point of Suicide Squad 2, I can see it being its own solo film. And then there's mention of him appearing in Gotham City Sirens. Can we just get Quinn to punch him in the face and we get it over with? They're literally just greenlighting everything Harley Quinn right now. You saw the animated yeah. series uh, trailer. We talked a little bit about it last week. You had, a, you, um, you, you, you had the same note I did on the nose last week I, where I watched it. I was just like, oh, so Ivy is Daria. Yeah, yeah, I was like, she's kind of going to be the, the the one that's eating the dry pie this whole, uh, this whole show. But yeah, Jared Leto, who um, sent condoms and uh, dead pigs to people. Yes. Um, he got a lot of Winning his joke. hearts and minds. <laughs> he got a lot of his joker being cut out. And this is an Academy Award winning actor. So a lot of people were wondering um, if that was going to discourage him from taking roles like this comic book roles. But they seem to be moving forward, full steam ahead with this Morbius film. That uh, <sighs> Sony is making, The Living Vampire, Jared Leto. Um, the, a Craven film has been announced to be currently in the works, greenlit and being worked on right now. The creator of that seems to be saying that he will go face-to-face with Spider-Man. I don't know what he was told that we don't know, but that was is also Miles? said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, it's going to be Silk. Watch when everything's when everything said <laughs> and done. They're going to turn it completely around. Or they're going to make Ben Riley show up. It's going to be Clone Saga all over again. They're, they're going to big up all that. You know How what? Th- just for the sheer chaos theory of it, I'm just like, go ahead, Sony. Make Ben Riley. Do Scarlet Spider. I want to see it fail. Yeah. I want to see the train wreck. All right. Um, just do it. Uh, You've got nothing to lose at this point. You're probably going to get bought by Disney eventually. Just do it. I polled you a bit before the cast, um, but for the people at home, what's your what's your interest level on this Morbius project that's coming out? Uh, or I guess on the Sony Sony universe of Marvel characters. I believe it's, it's about as cold as he is. Uh, guys, he's he's living though. He's a living vampire. Still, <laughs> I think he should be a little bit warm blooded. Mm-hmm. Still, st- still got no, still got no reflection. And you still haven't seen Venom. No. Do is that a Netflix kind of deal? Like you wait till Netflix to put Netflix it on in a board or, day or, or something. <laughs> I've got. Has I've Sony got not earned your trust? Has word of mouth not been good enough? Or I just had no interest. It, it's it's not a Sony thing because um, excuse me. Like, if you just put out something I'm interested in and something that I think has legs to stand on, I'm fine. I'm not interested to see Venom on his own. You're right. Uh, I can like, see that. And, See, I, but I've told you before, if you'd have told me it was Agent Venom, then I've got a movie. Right. Because that character has his own um, story away from Spider-Man. Right. And, and and that, to me, is one of those things where it's like... Kind of a better story. It, it is. Guy's hand, I mean, he loses his legs. Uh, Guy, uh, soldier loses his legs in the war. He gets a chance to be a soldier again. and then, But he's also got to deal with this, this symbiote thing that he's constantly fighting with. I wonder if the inclusion of Flash Thompson and things like Homecoming stop them from doing things like that and they have to take the eddie brock route Uh, i mean i i I guess but i i don't see why it would if you're gonna you know just do everything else you want to do right right (laughs) and does that mean then sony has to steer away from things like midtown high and the daily bugle and you know like are we going we they got to play um you know 
unsee unheard with New York because they were in San Francisco for Venom. So sure. you don't have to expect. See, a lot I didn't of, even know that. Yeah, you don't have to expect a lot of Spider-Man drops because you're not in New York. Sure. So the mention of all that stuff doesn't really matter. Um, but they're eventually going to have to go back to New York, and when they do, will there be mention of the things that are in New York, the staples of Spider-Man's universe that they also, I'm guessing, going to mention in things like Far From Home. Like in Far From Home, do we get J. Jonah finally, or is J. Jonah going to be a Sony thing? I don't know. If it's not J.K. Simmons at this point, I still don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> now they got to go around now. They got to they gotta get back. They got to get Gary Oldman now to play. Oh, to my play, God. To play. Um, <laughs> Jay Jonah, Jonah, because now uh, Homeboy's playing Commissioner Gordon, so they have to get him back. That's right, yes. Um, but it's not easy to build a universe, GT. It isn't, and it never has been, but the people who seem to be doing a pretty good job at it are the people over at uh, what I like to affectionately call the DCCW. Mm. Um, they have been building this universe for, what, seven, eight years now? Yes, they have, and I jumped on it real late. I think it's, I think most people did. I think a lot of people were kind of hesitant about the superhero television show genre. Now it seems such an easy thing to do. Shows are getting greenlit left and right on mm-hmm. channels you've never heard of. But, right. But um, back Come when, back for season two of Krypton on Sci-Fi. You understand? Or uh, Freeform. Or, you know, it, it, it's getting, yes, it's getting yes. crazy. And that um, eventual what? They, they, they were working on an Alfred show. <sighs> Oh, don't forget about the Aunt May prequel that, that's supposed to be coming out. But we don't um, talk about that. Steve Amell, who uh, plays oh Stephen Amell, is it Stephen Amell? Steph- Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell has played uh, who's been playing Arrow for close to a decade now. Says that the crossover that they're coming up with this year, the Elseworlds crossover, the one that's supposed to be introducing Batwoman, yes, is the biggest and best yet. And that in this crossover, he has filmed his favorite scene he's ever filmed in the history of the Arrowverse. How do you feel about those humongous claims by the by the Tony wa- Stark of the of the uh, of the Stephen Amell has, has an interesting imagination. I keep wondering what that is. Right, right. Well, like he already shot himself in the heart, so I'm wondering what he's thinking of. I do. I I have seen though, or I you know, if you pay attention, the the crossovers have been getting better. You know, they, uh, absolutely. They have been. It's, I it's, still question where Stephen Amell got kryptonite, but absolutely, <laughs> it's still kind of hard because there's tons of characters to juggle oh god yes and sometimes they're given busy work and it's kind of plain and plain as day to see that okay this person was knocked out because they can't have him around and this person is crawling through vents because yeah you know we need if you watch pro wrestling and you see like the four man or the six man match it's always just like oh god he fell to the outside well he's gonna be gone for five minutes yeah but we still need to fill the card so they got it they got to be on it (laughs) um so I, I'm hopeful for it. They've, they've yet to uh, disappoint me, but I felt it's like... It's interesting in the sense that when you watch it, like when you watch, when I saw the um, the Crisis on um, Earth X crossover and like you see this throng of like, what, 15 to 20 people, you know, 20 heroes walking toward, um, you know, the villains. And it's like, this is that thing in people's imaginations, what they Im- imagine when they're just like, Justice League movie. Definitely. And there's 15 characters walking toward the fight. And it's just not feasible in film like that. Yeah. You know, you watch Infinity War and it's like everyone gets cut into different spots with different battles. <laughs> like now you wonder how they come together in the end, but it's a difficult thing to film because you've got to get everyone something to do without just making it a giant supercut of punching. Right. And, and when you have somebody like a Supergirl, what does someone like the Green Arrow do? Right. You understand when she could just be flying around, lasering everybody's right. heads off. Um, and the Flash, you could just 
you know yeah do literally do it all by himself yeah. if he wanted to and that that's usually what happens in those things where it's just like oh we've got a supergirl we need to get the villain team a supergirl so she has someone to fight and keep her busy yep and we'll just bring reverse back we need another back. speedster <laughs> for the other team so yeah. he's busy right right well, so the normal people can have something to do exactly so Kaylin gets a line in one of those episodes yeah was just, yes good lord knows we need more uh, I think that um, the shows are, I mean, the, uh, the like I said again, the crossovers are getting really, really good. And the yes. idea that they're exploring Elseworlds is exciting because DC did a lot of its greatest stories with the idea that, well, this is not in continuity. This takes place on another Earth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you get stuff like Red Sun or yes. Gotham by Gaslight. Mm-hmm. And um, those stories are stories, some of those stories are people's favorite stories. So I who knows what kind of stories they're willing to tell now with these Elseworlds and bringing in characters like Batwoman. You can basically bring in anybody at this point. Uh, with Elseworlds, but honestly, I felt like um, that the loss of Andrew Kreisberg, who did a bunch of stuff he probably shouldn't have done, got caught doing a bunch of stuff he probably last shouldn't have no done, bueno. and was released, um, affected the last seasons of everything in a way that they kind of put a lot of those shows on a treadmill. Um, but a cosmic treadmill, cosmic treadmill. But uh, we are in the literal week of all these shows coming back, yes. and. Um, I'm we, excited. We were able to see uh, Black Lightning and Flash come back, and I would say it's a bit of a return to form. I would say that things seem to be looking up. Maybe I'm being a little bit up, uh, optimistic, but with the DC streaming service um, and then this uh, seeming to come back up, DC might be getting their hands back on the wheel a little bit. I will say as someone who quit after the holiday break on the Flash, this one like somewhat renewed my faith in it yeah like the, this first episode was just like okay i can do this doing fine right right i'm going to ignore the fact that his daughter is probably older than he is and maybe half the cast yeah <sighs> she is 34 years old nora allen i found that out yesterday that and is, i was like what the heck is going that on it's about as hilarious as all those mid to late 20 adults and i know what you did last summer oh i was watching saved by the bell is the same thing everybody's, <laughs> everybody's 30 years old and stuff it's all terrible but beyond that fact <laughs> I I'm very interested to see how everything you know um, goes with that one. Yeah. Uh, let's get on Black Lightning first. Yes. Black Lightning, by the way, gave me the best supercut, deep cut rather that I could have possibly gotten in that. Did you notice it? I have one, but I want you to say yours because I don't know if it's the same one. Go ahead. Mine was turning it on and almost in like I think the first or second scene or whatever. I'm just like. Yo, that's Meteor Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of I those. got Black Lightning and Meteor Man in the same show. Yeah, that's definitely one Yes. Of and then talking down to him, too. I'm like, damn, Meteor Man, you've kind of jaded over the years, man. <laughs> Things is... Meteor Man got gristles. Yeah, you understand? He, he's gotten a little bit Ben Affleck with the, with the whole with the whole thing. He's all jaded. It's all it's all gone. I'm, I'm ho- I, I, I don't know the character. I don't know if he has any link to anything in the books. Yeah. So I'm just like... Please put Robert Townsend in a costume by the end of the <laughs> show. That would be so cool. Even he becomes if, a villain, a hero, I'm with it. I'm down. Either one, even if you, I don't even, like, if you can find a way to make him Meteor Man, do it. But we're doing these care. cuts. If we're doing these cuts, I want Wesley Snipes to show up for one of these seasons. You understand? <laughs> Go with it. Go with it. Um, You got a black cowper character. My, my, uh, my cut's a little bit, a little bit deep as well. Um, we got Bill Duke showing up. Uh, to interrogate Lynn for the removal of the pods. Okay, see, I don't, so, I'm not aware of that character. So Bill Duke 
um, is the actor's name. Yes. He basically is reprising his most famous role in uh, Menace to Society, where he sits and he's interrogating a young man. And he's like, you know you messed up, right? You know oh, you done messed okay, up, right? I and see. he basically says the same line to <laughs> Lynn. Like, I know you're lying. You know you're lying, right? You know I know you're lying. You know you, are, you know you messed up. And I was like, that's such a thing rooted in the culture. I see. That I was like, wow, I, I'm really digging this thing. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, how did you feel about season one of Black Lightning? How did you feel about the entire show? It's it's the latest of the DCW shows yes. to be uh, produced. And it, it has a distinctively different look and feel to me of the rest of the shows. A lot more social commentary, a lot more mm-hmm. of um, what's going on on the other side of the fence, as people say. Um, how did you feel about Black Lightning? I actually really liked it. Um, I, I, I went in on the fence about it, just like, okay, this is a this isn't a character I don't know much about. And has a completely distinctive look from like what I've ever seen him. Mm-hmm. Like the old classic Black Knighting is this ridiculous, right. like bright costume and, and goggles and you know, they've, 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 they've toned him back a bit, but I ended up just really enjoying the show a lot more than I thought. And like, yeah, the social commentary is much deeper. The cultural commentary to it is much deeper and it's a very, um, it doesn't get too big for itself. Yeah. Or at least it hasn't yet. I agree. You know? It's, it's it's really stuck into like this dude is just trying to keep his town in check, right? And dealing with what are really simple problems that are hard to keep control of. You know, it's 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 a it's a powerful drug lord who is tormenting the town. Yeah, and then, and then the old added the old chestnut of the government is yeah preying on the um yeah you know the disenfranchised right you know just 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 pushing that crack into the streets uh that green light yeah i i what i like the most about black lightning is that whenever um jefferson pierce the character who is black lightning whenever he is not black lightning he seems to still be trying to do the best for freeland yes where a lot of the times when these guys are not in their suits they it's eh, go get a burger let's go hang out like oliver's never doing something with queen industries to better sure uh, Star City, and and, e- and even 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 that one time where he was mayor, it's just like I am mayor to supplement my Green Arrow work, <laughs> right? And also, <laughs> I'm spending more time as mayor denying that I'm Green Arrow than doing anything <laughs> I'm doing as mayor. He spends more time trying to clear his those name meetings than he does are so else. superfluous and useless. Every season, that man has somebody who has him dead to rights with footage that he is the Green Arrow. <laughs> Every season, and it's always a it's always a cliffhanger episode ending where like. Oliver Queen's the Green Arrow, dun, 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 dun. and then it, it ends, and then yeah, <laughs> and then and then he gets uh, cleared away for that. But yeah, Black Lightning, I think is real good. How you how you like um, the daughters, Anissa and Jennifer? How do you feel about them? Um, because they seem to be what's going to carry the show. Although Jefferson is the star, it's their emerging powers that seem to be what's um moving the seasons. They seem yeah. to be, have a little bit more agency than Jefferson, who kind of gets pushed around by Tobias and the ASA. Right. Depending on what's going on, uh, in uh, I I I enjoy them. I I am growing a bit tired of Jennifer and her <laughs> like her mutant abilities. <laughs> yeah, her, uh, her her unexplained mutant abilities and right, just right. her her complete like uh, separation from the entire issue where she's just it's getting annoying watching her just be a brat about the entire thing. Like, I get that this kind of sucks for you, obviously. You're just, like, a teenage girl who wants to be normal. But, like, just lead into this. 
I think they smoked an L in the first episode. I think her and Khalil <laughs> were on top of a roof smoking an L. And so since then, I've been always kind of looking at Jennifer because she's also the, the girl who beat beat up that girl who tried to play her. Sure. And so, like that. so she she's a complex individual, but I get that too. I get this whole like, I never asked for this and it's a curse. I didn't want to be this. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Like and the, I guess in, the fir- in, this last, in this first episode, she was just like, I hit a person. I did. Like so- I hurt somebody. And the first thing I thought of was when she like lifted that dude into the air, like right. into the ceiling, and then into the ground. Right. And and um, Jefferson admonishes her for it, and she's just like, whatever. <laughs> well, that's one of the things I liked uh, about the premiere was that it was literally dealt with the ramifications of the se- of the first season. Yeah. Which a lot of the times it's like open and shut case. We yep, we bit that villain, and there's nothing that will ever come about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some serious consequences. Uh, Tobias Whale is back. Um, I almost said Tobias Church. Tobias Whale is back, right. um, and I like I like him as a villain. I'm still not 100 percent about what's going on with like how he's so strong and stuff. I know he takes some stuff. I'm not 100 percent clear on all that. Um, Lala's still alive. There's some stuff going on with yeah. that. Um, that's a little bit weird, but I there he's beating Kingpin to doing the Kingpin stuff. <laughs> and as long as he does, he will be the front runner for that stuff. When people, if people are watching both, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is." Just like when I was watching Black Lightning, I got a lot of Luke Cage vibes. Right. And I was like, "Oh, this is what Luke Cage did." And it's not necessarily that they weren't being, um, they weren't being creative. It's that they're they have a lot of the same similar, um, uh, overarching mm-hmm. um, morals and values and stuff like that about their town, their city. You know, we got to build this from the ground up. It starts at the citizens. Right. And so it's hard not to compare those two when it comes the, down to One that. of the, the, the more interesting differences for me is that in the first season, they really played up the idea that Tobias Will is kind of a race trader. Yes. Yeah. So, like, he was a black dude. Now he's a white. Now he's got this white skin. And he's, like, really, like, he's not anti-black, but he's just anti sort of, like, that culture and some of the thuckish things they do. Oh, but he makes those comments here. It's just like, I love jazz. It's one of the few things black people made that I like. Yeah, but there's also that narrative of like um, him being tra- traumatized as a kid for not being black enough. Sure. And then um, he even went to certain meetings where they're like, you're not black enough to be black. You're not white enough to be white, which has to be such a frustrating right. position to and sit like, in. Even the guy playing the character is like technically a black dude, but has that skin yeah, he has facial features of an African American, so like, and it's, then it's literally yeah, he but he's does. a ginger. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's he's weird. got these freak. Yeah, he's got these features that you would um, attribute to an African American male, but he's got the condition that has whited, uh, like taken all the pigmentation out of his skin. So it's like it's just as real, like playing it, you know, as the character, right? Like because you have to believe that the actor himself has gotten into accurate. some of that, some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. in real life. You oh know? yeah. So he's channeling something pretty deep. Yeah. So and that's that's a actual cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the shades of skin and how yeah. black you are or how of any race you are. Right. Are you you know, what makes you of that race? Is it um engaging in the culture of it? Can it just be your skin tone? Does it have to be where you're from? Does it have to be how you talk? And there's a lot of that uh, is brought up into the show. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like that. Um the other premiere, like I said we were going to get into is the Flash premiere and the reason why I dug it took me so, a, a long time to realize why I like this. Uh, premiere. Okay. The first thing that hit me as to why I liked it was because they referenced Reverse Flash. <laughs> because Reverse Flash, this show put me onto Reverse Flash. I, right. I say every chance that I get that I believe that the first season of The Flash is damn near 
perfect, and it's one of the best first the best seasons, seasons of, a, of, of, of superhero television ever. Superhero television, yes. So good, uh, high stakes, heart, humor, spectacle, all of it. And so referencing that which first can, season really that pulled at my heartstrings. Which can I add? Like, I would have never expected the, from the stuff I've seen him do. I would have never expected that performance from Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. Because I've always seen him do like goofy Joking comedy style, right? stuff, which he eventually does get to do later on as different characters because Tom Cavanaugh is like the MVP of that show. Yeah, he is. But that first season of him just playing this like not dark, but really just sort of like kept in close to the chest and straight character. I mean, he was sinister. More and more sinister. You and, say, like, yeah, you say not dark, but they'll be having a conversation and he'll roll in and just <laughs> make a comment. And I used to be like, how does he know when everyone's talking? Everyone would be having a comment. I don't know what to do. Well, what you should be doing, Alan. And he'll start rolling in. You're like, what is going on there? There's a there's a moment where, um, uh, oh, um, Cisco makes the cold gun for Snart. But yeah. the reason why, he, he doesn't make it for Snart. He makes it to stop the Flash in case the Flash ever goes rogue. Yeah. Snart steals it. And that's how he becomes Captain Cold. Yeah. And um, when Wells cat gets wind of it, because he's supposed to be keeping Flash safe so that he gets created, right. um, he like grabs Cisco by the wrist and he's like, don't you ever <laughs> do something like that again. You hear me, Maroon? Mm-hmm. And it was such a like cold thing. I was like, man, I like this guy. And just what they were able to do with that character was amazing. So he just he had this like I I the word isn't dry, but he's so um serious and foreboding yeah. in the things that he says. So even like even when he's um encouraging Barry, like I think they played that exact scene in exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Because like he's saying it to XS now, or you know, Dor- Nora Allen. <laughs> like the way he just tells him, like, um, you know. Uh, feel like they feel, feel the ground underneath you, yeah. Right. That's the speed says, force. Run, Barry. You would you would assume that, that would have gave him away right then and there. He's like, "How do you know all about this? What's going right. on here?" Yeah, you're sort of watching, just going like, "You you know way too much about this." Yeah, dude. but it's it was a performance that's just really powerful and like makes you pay attention to him every time he speaks. Yeah, which makes that finale of that season one of the best episodes. Mm-hmm of the show because it, it shows how much of a range Tom Cavanaugh has and the character of Eobar Thorne has. So Those I was, last three episodes were like where he's completely revealed and he just gets to just go full bore now. It's yeah. great. And you would think he'll go full bore mustache twirling, but he doesn't. Mm-mm. He has a care for some of these characters and a weird twisted sense of morality with all this that makes it way more interesting. Started to like Barry Allen. Cisco Ramon was like a son to him. So I thought that that nuance... Uh, um, dating back to that nuance was what made this episode for me. But now I've come to the conclusion that what made this episode for me was that, in a way, we were all Nora Allen. Nora Allen spent the entire episode gushing about Vanguard. the great parts of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Cisco, always so funny. Oh, and that fight with King Shark. And that's when you fought, um, you know, uh, Zoom. Yeah. And remember Zoom? I'm going to get you. Like, all, all the callbacks reminded me. Here's your old costume. Right. All every single callback was was a way to remind the fans that we were all on this journey together. The goods and the bads, the exciting moments and the dull ones. You can throw out that whole last season. <laughs> you can throw out that whole means. last season. Just just throw it out. By all means, you, nobody needs it. And they kicked Wally off the team for some weird reason in that last season. So you can just get rid of it. I know why they kicked him off the oh, team. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I heard the character doesn't want to doesn't really want to be around. I heard a Kenyan Kenya. Uh, you know, you know the lines there. Yeah. He yeah. um, I heard he didn't really want to be. Around anymore, so they found a way to write him out with this episode here. But 
Nora Allen was us. And I remember being that, um, ready to scream the testimony of how great The Flash was. Right. And that has lessened in the last uh, couple of months. And so to see her excited for it allowed me to be excited for it again. How did you feel about the new costume in The Flash Ring? Um, I dig The Flash Ring. Um, the costume is a little... It's going to take to getting used to. I don't think I can make up my mind about it right now. Uh, I was fine with it. I just didn't care for the like, the like the open chin face part so on the mask. Supposedly, that's the only reason why there's a new costume because really? Grant Gustin was tired of the chin strap. Really? Yeah. Supposedly, that's the whole thing. So if that's you ain't digging funny. that, that's the whole. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the whole inception. Of, I'm tired of just like, pulling this thing under my face. I've heard somebody say, and I guess this would be an, uh, uh, one of my criticisms: is why, why aren't they doing the yellow boots? Why they've gone so close to the character at this point? <laughs> Why don't they just give him the big ass bright Is yellow it boots? Is too hokey? I mean, the guy's red as a cherry at this sure, point. You know, sure, you might he as really well is. you might as well lean into everything else with it. Um, I like the scary villain. I felt like Reverse Flash was a scary a serial killer right. in that first season. When anyone who got too far or too close to the situation, he would straight up kill. He went and killed I think Iris's boss right. at the newspaper, like just like that. Um, and then you had Zoom, which seemed like a serial killer. Savitar kind of wasn't he was just trying to get after barry yeah who was also ba- oh, that's a savitar which i thought was going to be the season i hated the most until season four <laughs> and then season four comes and he, there are deaths there but none of them seem malicious they all just seem like well i had to get this and you had it so now you're not alive he's just anymore. he's just he uh thinker just looked at those deaths like a math equation it was like exactly whoops i, I killed him because i had to I, and so there was no gravitas so there was no fear the, the villain shown in that last bit seemed pretty scary. Yeah. And if he is going to be actively stabbing people with that lightning dagger thing, right. I, I'm with that. I'm, I'm completely with it. Cicada? Cicada? Cicada. Cicada. It's a bug. Yes. It's that really loud makes, bug. Yeah, that makes that weird chirping noise. But um, I don't know why he would why he would do that. But Why yeah. he would name himself that. I don't know. Um, but um, we got a little bit of the... I don't know if you read New 52 Flash. No. But there's a scene in New 52 Flash where, I mean, in the issue, where um, he phases a plane. Because the plane's coming, going down. Oh, okay. And he has to um, touch the floor and use his power. He does it by himself, though. Right. <laughs> but that New 52 Barry is, uh, you know, way further advanced than the Barry we're dealing with now. Um, and so that was a cool callback that they did that. I just appreciated that, like, five seasons later, we've we've gotten back to the whole mystery of the newspaper in season one. Yes. Like I was like, okay, fine. We're we're finally sort of um coming back around to this. You know, it's it's a uh Schrodinger's gun. Like you know, we we put it on there. Someone's got to fire it. Yeah, and I like that mystery where it feels like we have a lot of the information. We're just missing a piece sure. versus the mystery they seem to want to always do, which is always like who's the big bad and we know nothing. Yeah, which allows them the permission to make anyone the big bad and be right. like. Ah, yeah, I didn't get it. And it's like, well, you gave us nothing to work on. Like, how are we supposed to put together that this was the cause of events that had led to you right. know this situation? So I hope the who is the big bad is not the crux of this season. Um, and like you said, again, you know, um, they're getting back to basics. I found that while rewatching season one of The Flash, what I like the most is him learning powers, right. him learning how to do things that he didn't know how to do. It's no fun when he shows up and he knows exactly what to do right. and learned it off camera. And oh, that was fun with that time he taught me how to 
whatever, and then he just does it. You taught me how to throw a lightning bolt with my speed. Some of the best parts of that first season was him phasing for the first time with mm. that bomb or whatever, and right. uh, him throwing the infinite mass punch mm-hmm. or throwing the lightning bolt and failing and learning how to do it and trying to do it. I felt like a lot of that was was the fun part of that. So if we're gonna get that with him teaching Nora. Right. I think that that's something that's kind of cool. I'm I'm a little bit curious and because I'm a huge fan of his, I want I I wonder if there's a reason why they showed that it was Wells that told Barry that. Right. Like he could have said anything. And I feel like the fact that they played it back that Reverse Flash was the one that gave him that advice mm-hmm. is going to come back in a certain way. I and maybe that's just me wishful thinking. Um and also, I have another hot take that mm. I want to say on here. Go on. What are the odds that we're dealing with a flashpoint situation in um? Don't, in, don't say in, that word to me. In in, uh, in Nora Allen's future, where because of what happens to Barry, Iris is a villain. Because there was are, this. Are you doing the whole like Joker? The Joker. Thing? Yes, Martha Wayne thing. Because <laughs> there was this disconnect between Nora and Iris. Yes. Even though they are the ones who spent most of the time together, supposed in their lives, right? And, dies, and one disappears. one could assume it's just because maybe you know um, Iris was was deeply hurt by the disappearance of Barry, and then just became kind of a jerk of a parent. But high, but but take that to its natural conclusion, right? Sure. Take it all the way. Maybe she becomes a villain. Maybe Excess has been fighting her mom for these years. Maybe. Came back to get her dad. Sees her mom and is all like, "Oh, dad, hey." Oh, mom, uh, high five. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh. And then when she's like, well, did you come, when she, because she goes, you know, did you follow in my footsteps? Are you a reporter? Something like that? She's like looking at her and kind of like thing. And I wonder if that's a little bit of like, we try to kill each other in the future. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, and this could completely be wonky, but I love getting on this podcast and just having wonky theories sure. like this. Because, What's interesting you know, about the way they, they film The Flash is that they are not like, there is no, uh, how do you say, they don't, hide all those little things yeah like they probably do an arrow where it's just like things just kind of fall under the radar and then we come back around to it later yeah it's very just like the suspicions and the awkwardness is clear right granted the flash has had some issues with writing where like barry just lets things go over his head yeah like you know when um uh daddy um joe no 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 uh, real daddy harry no, uh, 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 <laughs> real dead, real daddy Allen. No, we have to get this right. This is so they, Nora and Henry, Henry, Henry. Allen. Henry. Okay, where, I know it was an H and a Y, and I was thinking Harry. Where Henry Allen tells him just like, like, oh, uh, my mother's um, maiden name was um, Garrick, right? Garrick, yeah, and like Barry just lets that go completely over his head and never uh, investigates that line, right? And then it comes back to bite him. And I'm just like. Will you stop just ignoring obvious clues? Or the fact that Jay mentioned that he's training a female speedster on his earth. Yeah. And like, no one's batted an eye. We, Is we, that person showing up? Can we, you know... Is that a thing? And last season just seemed like they literally needed certain people to do certain things. And they cared not about plot or what's right. happened in the past. They just need to connect so I, those I, dots. So I'll have a question because this happened after I stopped watching. Um, with people getting flash powers or, or how... Ever it got to um, Iris. Okay, yeah. Was that like that's that was a thing that wasn't quote unquote supposed to happen? Right. That there was a character 
that when you touched him, he swapped DNAs. Sure. With the next person that he touched or something sure. like that. Sure. So he was able to give and take power. So it's a, it's a, it's the obligatory Flash doesn't have powers episode every right. season. Right. Where they either break his leg or they steal his speed force or sure. some kind of thing. And so uh, Iris literally has it for a day and then they give it right back. And that's it. So this power that she had for a day that she really wasn't supposed to have and right. there was no, like, wasn't fated to have. Right. Is somehow referenceable in the fact that Nora has both purple, colors. Purple lightning. When she said that, that to me sounded like, um, well, I did that too. You understand? Like, <laughs> like, like, um, like when when parents go, oh yes, yeah, she's just like both of us. Um, she loves history. With you being a history teacher and me watching History Channel sometimes, you understand? It's like <laughs> right. I don't think that's both of us. I think that's one of us, and you have a little bit of that. You just kind of sit in the car, right? So I don't know if she was just feeling a little bit like a detachment. It had to be like, well, she also has my purple lightning because she deduced that, and that was it. That's all she needed. Right. She was like, yeah, that I, has to be our daughter. Like I get it from a visual level. Like this is how you know it's their daughter. He, there's a little bit from him, a little bit from her. But it's like, but you weren't supposed to have that, and technically that wasn't supposed to happen. So it's right. really not yours so what's the connection why exactly. does she have it why does is it there exist? some residual speed force in her that causes her stuff to be purple whatever who knows and maybe she maybe iris should have been like blue and then red and blue makes purple that kind of makes a little bit maybe. Of sense. Yeah. so the other shows that we have coming up was like i'm dying to see how oliver queen gets out of this pickle oliver queen in jail um this seems like this seems like something right out of the comic books where the villain is trapped with seemingly every person that they put away. The uh, hero, rather. Cody, Ro- oh yeah, uh, the hero. Cody Rhodes returns. Yes. Of uh, of uh, well, he's currently NWA champion right now, isn't he? NWA uh, World Heavyweight, NWA World Heavyweight, champion, World Heavyweight and champion and IWGP United States champion. And uh, he was able to get his good friend uh, Stephen Mel a match at the, uh, the highly all- touted All In in the event. Didn't watch it. I see the. I saw the first ever. Arrow was well, first ever Arrow singles match. He had a tag team match at SummerSlam a couple of years ago. Yes, uh, Amel when he commits to something, he really likes it, and he seems to really like, like this character. Ladder. Yes, <laughs> he seems to really like this uh, this Arrow, you know, character in the show. He seems to have a lot of input on mm-hmm. what happens there. Um, Arrow gets a little bit long in the tooth for me because it's it's so dark all the time. Uh, I've heard that, before. and it's so and it's also so tortured. Sure. Like they need Ali to be tortured all the time, and it it I need the Flash to kind of even me no. out with that sometimes. I get um, that. I fell off the last season a bit because I I feel like once you get past you know the undead Malcolm Merlin, I mean um, Demon Dark, and once you get past the undead Ra's al Ghul, sure. <laughs> and once you get past um, you know Deathstroke, which I think thought was amazing in season two, absolutely, um, and then. Yeah, I and then you got Malcolm Merlin who can't seem to die sometimes either. So it's like, where do you go past this? And a, a street level dealer who is mad that everyone thinks that he's just a street level dealer—that's not. I don't <laughs> know if that's not enough for me. But th- but again, I don't have a strong pull to the Green Arrow character outside of this show. Right. You you've read the uh, the Rebirth run, right? Or yes, I have. I have. Uh, is there synergy there? Do you, do you see a lot of the elements shared? Is or is these a little bit? But the from what I've also found that the the issue with DC Comics that they've had with Green Arrow is that Green Arrow has sort of found his way into so many different um, versions of him, and like it's because they've never really caught on. Right. Like Green Arrow has his fan base. Right. But 
every it's never been a huge mainstream fan base. Not enough to not change them. Right. right. So you have what was sort of like I forget the name of the the stage actor that makes it popular, but you have what is that Robin Hood era, um, Green Arrow, which is like he's got the the, the cap and you know it it's very Robin Hood esque with the feather, the, the mustache, the yes, the all of that yeah. whole thing, and then. Smallville fi- happens. Yeah, and you get New 52. Uh, Before that. Uh, what you call it? With uh, the cropped well, yeah. hair and... <laughs> well, yes. Well, like, they also have, like, sort of dark Robin Hood era where they do what they what they are sort of adapting now, which is, like, the Longbow Hunters era. Right. Which I think was Mike Grell. I'm not sure. That was shortly after the Kevin Smith run with Quiver and stuff like that? Yes. With Mia Dearden. And... Which is weird. And, and Kevin Smith just got on that book and was just like, who the heck is Connor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm bringing Oliver yeah, back. Yeah. Um, not Connor. Not Connor. Hawk. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Connor okay. Hawk. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I think of the other Connor then. Yeah. Connor yeah. Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. Hawk? Hawk? I don't care. Yeah. Just right. Bring back Oliver. <laughs> so and now they they do the Longbow Hunters, which goes to a darker green era, where it's like he's still got most of the costume, but he he reverts the hood now. Yeah. Then Smallville happens, and you get New Fifty Two Green Arrow, where they make him look a lot more like Lance Smallville Bass. Green. Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, Lance, like Lance Bass. He looks like he's in a boy band. He's got cool goggles. Yes. He'd actually become more Hawkeye probably than anything else. At that point, yeah, uh, he's street level guy, but he's still kind of a billionaire. And he quips in New Fifty Two. Uh, he's trying to get on Justice League I at one point. I didn't see the early stuff, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I saw him trying to get into because he doesn't get into the Justice League. He's on Justice League of America, right? And so there's a lot of like, I'm just the guy with the arrow stuff. And yeah, it reminded me a lot of Age of Ultron when he's like, none of this makes sense. We're fighting robots. I'm the guy with bow and arrow. It's whatever. Right. So they have been trying to find their footing with this. They have. So like, it it, it still continues. Um. Like I said, Smallville comes out and they make him look like the Green Arrow character that they do on Smallville. Mm-hmm. Where he's got like the short blonde hair and his sleeveless outfit and it's all real sleek and everything. And everybody's just like, Ugh. Right. And then Arrow comes out and Arrow gets popular. And who gets to start writing Green Arrow on the books? Andrew Kreisberg. And Andrew oh, Kreisberg huh. makes him look just like the TV, has him look just D- like the doesn't TV Doesn't he bring show. in Diggle? They bring in Diggle and Felicity. Wow. <laughs> That's that synergy for you. Diggle and Felicity end up in the comic book as, as well as all the other characters where he writes with Batman and Lex Luthor. He gets to play with characters that they don't play with ah, on the TV shows. I get shows. it. I dig it. I dig it. And then Andrew Kreisberg only writes it for like one volume and they move on after that. And it's like he's kind of just, you know, this Green Arrow thing they run with for a little while up until Rebirth happens because just they can't find their footing. And a lot of people feel like a lot of the Green Lantern... Um, what makes up the Green Lantern mythos is tied with Black Canary. And so the idea that she wouldn't be uh, around. Green Arrow. What did I say, Green Lantern? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's the other failed green character. But you got um, <laughs> you got uh, Black Canary. Yes. Seemed to, his, his relationship with her seemed to be something that a lot of people missed from the mythos of Green Arrow while he was in New 52. Yes. So it was one of the first things they hit off in the, in the Rebirth thing. Is like, oh no, we're going back to that. They're getting back together. You know, we're bringing Dinah back. We're together for the first time. Whatever. Whereas, I'm not afraid to say, the Black Canary aspect of the Arrow show is probably the worst part. They had no chemistry show. together. Well, which one, GT? Which, 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 one. which, 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 the first one. Which of the three Black Canaries... Does he not have chemistry with? Because um, the God first Laurel, the Laurel Lance, I did not see the chemistry between those two. There's a lot of chemistry between Sarah and and Ali when they're like, "Oh, that scar," and I like your scar. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, I, I fell down the stairs once and I got this scar. Yeah, they're both just like, "Yeah, we fall off things. We're fun." Yeah, 
I I didn't feel that thing between him and Lowell in yeah. those seasons. So like I was totally on board with the Felicity thing at that point. I was yeah. like, fine, whatever. Felicity smoke, it, but everyone railed against it, and it was a thing. Yeah, I guess that would be the equivalency of like doing a Gotham show, and then Selena Kyle is not the chick that that Bruce is all into. It's, I it's guess, some but obligatory. I've, I've never like connected. Bruce Wayne to a particular female character. Right. Like, he's one of the few that, like, like Superman's got Lois. Uh, Ollie's got Black Canary, you know. Kind of like Grayson, right? Grayson just goes around. Oh, oh, it, doing, it, is, doing it is the magical adventures of Dick Grayson's penis. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dick Grayson just finds his way into into beds. Yeah, he does not care uh, how many bodies he has to take. I think in the last three volumes of Nightwing, he has slept with three women. There you go. So I guess yeah, he in a lot of ways. He slept with the defacer, and then he ends up sleeping with Huntress, and then he ends up sleeping with um, Barbara Gordon. Well, he definitely sleeps with recently. Barbara. Yeah, he definitely sleeps with Barbara. <sighs> There's a lot going on there, but um, yeah, in this season, seeing he, um, I, I'm interested to seeing what new roles can be tried with Arrow. Um, not to say that there can't be, but there's a lot to each one of these seasons. 23 episodes a season is not easy. Yeah. Each episode is an hour long. Yes. That's a lot of time we spend with these characters, which makes these crossovers so rewarding. Very. Because we know these characters inside and out in a way that we can never on the silver screen. Never. Um, and so I think that they have been serviced by that fact. Um, and then you have the uh, Supergirl who gained new life. That character was pushed in the, into the bin for yeah. the most part um, and gains new life because of what they were able to do first on CBS. Yes. Then on CW. And I in, I generally enjoy that show. Supergirl is what made me start watching. Uh, start watching the CW. Yes. As a whole. Did you get in on season one? or I got in on season one. And then once like the Flash... Once they announced the Flash crossover, I'm just like, okay, let me go watch the Flash to see what this is about. How rewarding was that crossover? Oh, that, first season. <laughs> that crossover was so rewarding. Those it beginning was. first crossovers was like, we're really doing this. We're it really going to do and, a whole show. And then that's when people started shipping Barry and Supergirl. Yeah. Because they're just kind of adorable together. Kara Allen. Yes. I dig that. Yes. Um, I want to see that Earth. I dig. I, I remember when Instead she's of the like. Earth where we got Kara like, and Ollie where it's just like. She's like, everyone hates me here. I messed up, and now everyone hates me. He's like, I do that all the time. He's like, I did that last week. Don't worry. They'll forget about it, and they'll be right back. It'll cycle. Um, I didn't like season two all that much because I got jealous of Monel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not like her all down in the dumps over a guy. I don't feel like she was that hooked on Jimmy in season one. I feel like she had things to do. Right. Um, I And I loved uh, Ali McBeal, uh, what's her name? Uh, Calista Flockhart. Calista Flockhart, yes. I as loved Kat her Grant. as Cat Grant. Yes. I thought she was just as snappy as she needed to be. Yes. In that, and she and she's like, I moving to Canada. She's the J. Jonah Jameson of that show <laughs> yes, in many ways. Is. Um, and I thought that was really well done. Uh, we get. Six I do foot- love how much she just plays up that she doesn't know. Yeah. But she knows and the then entire she's, time. And then she's like, oh, Come on, be for real. Um, you're Supergirl. I get, know you're Supergirl. We get sex with she chocolate Jimmy that- Olsen. <laughs> you know, a tall the drink Guardian. of hot chocolate, the Guardian out there trying to bed down Lena Luther. We got a Luther. We get Luther callbacks all willy nilly. By the way, can I tell you how much I love how, like, the long game they have played with Lena Luthor? Yeah. It would have been so easy to just inject her in as a villain. Well, but, we like, had Maxwell Lord. I thought Maxwell Lord was great. I, I, I did too. I, I 
to this day, I'm still wondering, just like, he just disappeared. Where did he go? <laughs> Maxwell Lord is what I point to whenever people tell me that uh, Eisenberg didn't do, good, didn't do a good job with Lex Luthor. I point to Lord because I did not, I did, I honestly did not get the crux of Lex Luthor's beef with Superman until I got a little bit of that in the, in that first season because there Gods was just, monsters. it's just this, it's just this underlying level of just plain distrust. It's not, yeah. it's not hysteria. He's not crazy. No. It's just this idea of like it's, one day this gun is going to get turned against us. We, it's, it's gods and monsters. Yeah. yeah. We're all fine with this gun being pointed at what we believe it does is what we need to sick these aliens on. But one right. of these days, these aliens are going to get tired and they're going to turn around. They're going to come get at us and then everyone's going to be like, wow, we really wish somebody would have got some preventative measures for that. Right. And that's all he wants to do is have preventative measures against these things that we are all leaning on at this point. We're becoming complacent as a society and as a culture because we're leaning on these aliens to solve all of our problems. Right. And as man, as human, as the people who've discovered fire and created right. the wheel, we should be better. And, and 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 sometimes at least you know a character like that is just like, okay, if you don't believe this gun could get turned against you, I'm going to create the gun. Yeah, that turns against <laughs> you, and you get to see those evil machinations start as just somebody trying to get a message across. Yes. To no, I have to, I have to pin this alien down and right. show you all what she is because if not. All this is for not. The they have to be episode evil. does no favors. Oh no, no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> no, my favorite episode of Supergirl to this day is the Red K episode where she gets hit with the red kryptonite oh, and she yes. goes full heel oh, because she goes dark hair. Because when you see she gets dark hair that you've never seen, and no. like, where did you have that? <laughs> when you see dark Kara, you see um, you you really get to see how bubbly the character was prior right. to that. It's the first time you get a comparison of, oh, this is what probably a normal person would be doing with these powers. Yeah. How a regular human is angsty and just attitude driven. And you're not going to talk to me that way when I could break your arm and right. all that kind of stuff. I was um, proud of Melissa Benoist. I was like, oh, you pulled that off. I didn't think you had it. When she did, it was so, such a polar opposite that made me like, oh, no, I want my sweet car back. And I <laughs> have feeling that moment. In the beginning, I was like, oh, she's kind of cheesy. And in that moment, I'm like, no, I want my cheesy thing. What is wrong with being cheesy? I get that same feeling with Barry sometimes. Like, sure. what's wrong with just being, uh, you know, just a good, genuinely good person? And then she has that scene with Alex where she's um, she's crying and she's, she's just so violated by the idea that all the inner thoughts that she's ever had that were dark were laid bare. Yeah. She, these are things that, yes, she has thought of. But that she would never She's do. She's exposed. Yeah, now. she would never do these things because even though she feels slighted sometimes or may not agree with everything Alex says and may just want Jimmy to herself, she would never, uh, you know, take take the happiness from anyone else just to make herself happy. That's a selfish move, something that she wouldn't do. So the fact that under this influence, she was able to act on all her selfish nature made her feel violated, and only a good person feels violated. Sure. And so that instilled on how great of a person Supergirl is, and I can't wait to see what she does for this crossover. But last but not least, we have the Legends, which are coming back. I heard you dropped off a little bit on the Legends. Uh, I dropped off for season one. I just I wasn't watching. Like it was, it was a fun little show, but it's just a... Uh a weightless show for me. It, it, I definitely feel like it's a weightless show. And like um, for all the for all the things in Flash that prioritizes the fact that time travel is inherently incredibly dangerous to watch the other show time travel all willy nilly. Yeah, I mean they do do it. They do put a, a, a band aid made out of duct tape on that by sure. by saying basically things like, 
oh, you know, these are soft moments in time. Like what you saw in um, the Flash thing where he's like, oh, right. these are soft moments in time. Uh, if we stop this right before this happens, uh, nothing will happen. Right. They do a lot of that stuff. But you Which have a they revolving... do in like the first few episodes of the first season too where it's just like, oh, no, I gathered the most expendable characters of your entire universe. I, yeah. You people moving through time will affect nothing. Yeah, it's kind of like Losers of Tomorrow. A little, bit more, a little bit of that. Um, I told you you're useless. <laughs> I really dug Rip Hunter. I really dug the Hawk people. And I really dug Firestorm, all of which play no longer play parts on the show. Sure. So, and Captain Cold, man. Everyone loves Captain Cold. And so when he, he basically, uh, you know. That was the only thing in that show that I really caught on. I was like, they, they killed him. Yeah. I mean, and he, he comes back through various machinations, sure. but never as a mainstay again. And I feel like the series loses a little bit of power from that. But it is sort of kind of self-aware. It's more pop culture than anything else. Yeah. It's literally just talking about old movies and, and the, the ventures they go on yeah. are from movies or dealing with important people in history. It literally, it's like, um, it's it, like it is the Holly Schoolhouse Queen. Rock meets you know it's the uh, holly quinn book of that universe it it doesn't really mean a ton but you'll have fun watching it maybe i'm glad it exists because i i do like the fact that characters like adam exist and characters like i mean i'm not uh, sarah it is what it is with that i feel like they could have tied that into somebody else she gets to wear cute outfits and yeah ridiculous different times so i'm not gonna be mad at it we had wally on the show for a little bit but they seem to be coming back and they're gonna have constantine on their next season by the way did you enjoy that future adam drop what future? Oh, uh, Ryan Choi. Ryan Choi. They laid Ryan Choi Ryan out. Choi that was pretty cool. Like... Oh, and Shway. I've done Don't some. Even start on I've now. no, no, no. <laughs> I've done some research on Shway because now available. If you look in the show notes, uh, you can go and shop the merchandise of Comic Book Click. We now have a Shway T-shirt. It's yes, so Shway. <laughs> this, this shirt is so Shway. Uh, designed by yours truly. And in doing some research over Shway, Shway's actually first dropped. Guess where? Batman Beyond. Oh my God. Which is in the future. So, we're getting some connective oh tissue here. Shway is in like the book of Batman Beyond. So, what you're like saying is Shway is canon. Shway is DC canon, baby. DC canon in the future. So, way to go, DC, for uh, being able to pull that nugget uh, forward. But, yeah, the shows are, are moving strong. I, how do you feel about the DC uh, CW versus uh, Marvel Netflix? Um... Do you prefer one to the other? I find myself preferring uh, the DC TV shows. I, I, I love the um, I love the Marvel stuff. At the same time, it's like I completely missed half of Iron Fist, and now Iron Fist is gone. <laughs> I can I I do find Jessica Jones to sometimes be a chore to watch because I find Jessica Jones to be an unlikable character. She doesn't want to be a hero. So it's like she, you're watching she, somebody who actively doesn't want to do the right thing all the time. She actively <laughs> doesn't want to be around. Right. It's like it's like literally watching an act it's like watching an actor on a show they don't want to be on and just lamenting out loud. I mean, in a way, to just to pull from what you said, those shows and I don't think they mean to but they have an air of we're too cool to be superheroes. Sure. We're too gritty to be superheroes. That superhero thing is right. kind of passe. Um, and where DC's embracing the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I definitely like you know, that. Luke, Luke Cage is kind of like, I, I just kind of want to chill. 
but now I've become this like thing for Harlem and I've got to do this and now I'm kind of a crime boss. Yeah, a little sort of, kind of. And, <laughs> and same thing with Daredevil. He's like, oh, back to square one, back Daredevil's to killing like, people. I'm burning the costume. And <laughs> back I really to punching people in the face till they bleed. That's what I'm going to do. You know? Although like Daredevil do. season three looks so fantastic so far. Like, I'm crossing oh, my I fingers. So and, we got, and we got the fake Daredevil reference from uh, Born Again. Where they send the crazy daredevil out there yes. to, to dirty the name. Yes. Kingpin sends a crazy daredevil out there to dirty the name of uh, Matt Murdock. But instead of some just random crazy guy, it is Bullseye. Bullseye. And we also get a little bit of, I think there's a scene where Matt Murdock is there as Still Matt Murdock. Get stabbed through the back. <laughs> Matt Murdock is there as Matt Murdock, and Kingpin says something along the lines of, like, I know who, who you are. I know, what, yeah. I know what you are. And that was the one oh thing I got God, out of the few. So like, oh, okay, I think, I think Kingpin's figured it out, and now That's he's it. messing with him. Just put Karen Page on the drugs. And let's no! Get there. <laughs> and no, let's get heroin there. Karen. Let's get there. But if, one I'm, thing I do want to see in um, the future of some of these TV shows, especially The Flash, is the guy we have here. Ah. One of my favorite villains that we got to introduce right in the first volume of DC Universe Rebirths, The Flash. Yes, lightning strikes twice. Who's the who's the uh, the creative talent on that? I forget. Um, that is Joshua Williamson. Ah. Who is Isn't he still, still on Flash? Writing the Flash yeah, he's still to on this Flash. Very day. One of the few books that still has the same writer since the beginning of um since the beginning of the DC Rebirth one. Yeah, like, New Fifty Two, yeah. Just like Tom Kenny and Batman. You had um away and I just want to stop. Uh before we get deep into it, I'm not gonna lie, I had a a bit of an issue in the beginning Go ahead. with the art with the art in it. It, it it's very specific. I mm-hmm. really dug the new Fifty Two artist, um, Francis Man- Manipal. Francis Manipal, yes. I just like his square jaws why. and his just I his. Can, I can kind of see why. It's so clean. His yes. shadows and stuff are very very clean. And the thing is, to prefer an artist is not necessarily to say any other artist is bad. It's just no. it's you get accustomed to a certain kind of work. You get married to a look and you get married to a vision, and then like once it changes on you, you're just like. Mm. But what I will say, um, the. What's, who's the artist on that? Guan, it's like Guan... Car, Carmine de Gendamico. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. right. Carmine de Gendamico. I hope I'm saying that right, Gian Mr. Carmine. Um, but, yeah, he... Uh, Italian-born yes. comic artist. Um, but he... While I did not like right at the time uh, his artwork, I have to say that whenever the characters are moving, whenever there's kinetic energy happening on on the page, it's beautiful. Yes. Whenever you see the speed force coursing through any of these characters, they're running a fight or any of that kind of stuff. Lightning and the... Yes. But I, but I guess what I would argue is that everything feels like it's moving even when it isn't. I can understand. And that, that. was my that was my rub up against this initially. But... Yeah, we got to get into this uh, Rebirth volume, volume one. I wanted to cover this on here because The Flash has returned. And I do think that there are some definitely great stories uh, of The Flash that have been written in this modern era. But it's kind of picky and choosy. I don't think it goes straight great story after great story after great story. Um, It hasn't. And, and I, as someone who has kind of fallen off and then gotten back on The Flash ride with these books, like I can agree with that. Um. It it, it it finds a way to try something different and maybe catch on, maybe not. Yeah. Like there's the it had the one vibe with blood work that I know got a bunch of people just uh, like 
blood made work. Of blood? What is going on? What you turn happening? a page and you get a whole origin story, this a whole is, double splash page origin story. It's like, so weird. What's here we it? go. Yeah. And then and then they go back to the rose, and it's just like, okay, this is familiar. I'll do this. And then um, I'm out. I'm out of order, but it's like then you get the button story, and then it's like, okay, everyone's jumping on because it's the big doomsday clock thing, and then you never hear about it. We had got a, a we got months. a negative flash story that I felt like they were gonna just jump into, and that's right. seemingly gone. Yeah. So it's like they they start an idea, and when they feel like people are not really pulling on it, they just abandon it, and it kind of hurts because some of the ideas that they choose to go whole hog on, like in this first volume, mm-hmm. um, work, and they work greatly. Yes. Um. So this is about this is. Flash Volume 1, dealing with issues 1 through 8 of the Flash, but also dealing with Flash Rebirth number 1. Uh, but a lot of what was in Flash Rebirth 1 was covered in DC Rebirth 1, which is basically the introduction of this idea of rebirth and everything that's happened in the universe. So a quick synopsis for that uh, Rebirth story, and stop me if, if uh, you want to interject at any point. Mm-hmm. But Wally Rest returns from the Speed Force and explains uh, to Barry... Classic Ginger Wally. Yes, he's back. This is a Wally West... Um, that we've seen in the Justice League cartoon. This is a Wally West that if you read our uh, cover of Flash War, mm-hmm. you you know, um, was dealing with a lot of what was going on there as far as um, his his disappearance. It's from the beginning of the New 52. There was no... Uh, there has to be a better... I'm going to call him Ginger Wally West. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to designate... Classic these, Wally. I'm trying to find a way to designate these characters without being insensitive. Classic so, Wally works. Classic Wally and Wallace, I guess we'll have yes. to go with. But uh, Classic Wally was missing for the entirety of the New 52 run, as were a couple characters. Guys like Aqualad and Bizarro never showed their face mm-hmm. in the New 52 run because Barry went back in time to save his mother and uh, ultimately changed the timeline so badly that whole character right because <laughs> it is explained that when barry created flashpoint an outside force removed 10 years from everyone's lives and even removed whole people yes. uh themselves from the time stream people like wally who hadn't been seen since the new 52 began in 2011 mm-hmm. and this issue dated in 2016 so this is half a decade of yes. Of continuity that they're seemingly trying to work around. A large blue hand, which I immediately assumed was the genie from Aladdin. Yes, because you know he's vengeful. He has uh, unlimited cosmic power, (laughs) but uh, itty bitty living space. So he's dealing with that. Um, But yeah, the idea that uh, Wally is back, and if you read that first DC rebirth, that reunion is kind of teary eyed. That that, the things said in there. Um, the art, the artwork of of the Speed Force seemingly pulling Wally West back and Barry being able to pull him out is some of the genuinely best, um, you know, heartfelt it, it moments. Is, it in, is a in pretty it. massive comic book moment in like the beginning of my comic book journey. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it like really ties up. Um, like here is everything we tried to do. Some of it didn't work out. Yeah. Here's something you guys remember and like an idea of what's to come of, okay, we changed a lot of things. We're going to try to bring a lot of it back. Also, I'm getting Superboy Prime uh, vibes from Wally in general because I, in the same way that I feel like Superboy Prime represents everything that was changed after Crisis and Infinite Crisis and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like when he comes back, it's a reminder that things ha- took place right long ago. Wally is the harbinger of the pre-New 52. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you see him and whenever he's talking about memories, he exists outside of five years of continuity that we 
grabbed mm. onto. Almost a man out of time. Exactly. And so um, Barry promises to help keep Wally's return a secret from Iris until they understand what that means. And that, yes. that lasts what, 40 issues <laughs> into this run, yeah. uh, keeping this secret. How did you feel about that idea that we're you know, oh, just not oh, going to ba- tell? Barry's superpower is keeping secrets and it backfiring on him. Yeah, because um, it never comes out when he wants to tell people, but he also seemingly never wants to tell people. So, Or, or somebody else well. just ends up telling it, and then it blows up in his face. Um, He doesn't make good life decisions. Wally legitimately looks disheartened by the idea that his entire life, family, uh, his memories are all trapped in the Speed Force. Right. But he's just going to go work with the Titans and go, uh, mm-hmm. did, you have, did you follow him? Over there, I followed. I think the first two volumes of Titans just to try to like, like okay, Wally West is back. Oh, Wally West is doing his thing on this book. Let me go. I'll follow it over there. They do the, and this is where I get into my first uh, difficulty with what they are doing with the rebirth line and the ten years and the memory stuff. Okay, because almost immediately on Titans, they don't know him. They don't recognize him. Because mm-hmm. they are new 52 characters uh, engaging with a character from a different era. Right. But because we're doing the thing where these histories do exist and that people don't remember it, uh, they do the thing now where Wally is able to, like, whenever he makes contact with these guys, there is a sort of a kinetic charge or something where it awakens those the door to those memories in them. Yeah. So he makes contact with Nightwing and now Nightwing like remembers who he is. And he does that with most of the characters in Titans. And I don't quite understand why that works with those characters, but almost no one else that Wally comes in contact with. Yeah, because we're told later on that it's temporal energy that he seems to have, like residual temporal energy because of of his existence outside of the time stream. So whenever he touches somebody, they get hit with that energy and then instantly get all the memories or whatever from Wally and what's been going on there, which honestly would be something that would drive me absolutely insane. The idea that there was another timeline of me and this and my life and... Uh, this person exists outside of it or inside the other, the previous life, and now I have recollection of both. Sure, that but would drive like, me bananas. But like, it, I, I've I've not understood how what they are doing with it in the sense that is this a previous timeline now or is it just your timeline altered? Right. Oh, I get that. Yes. That it it seems to ride that line where like we created a new universe, so there's different characters. Yeah. Um, as is implemented with the concept of the two Supermen. Right. And the two Loises. Right. <clears throat> but now we're saying that, no, there was time stolen from you, and you can you can get it back somehow. Right. Uh, it's, this is another concept that is implemented in the Superman Reborn that comes up much later. Right. Where the and they, I feel like they found a much cleaner way to... Yada yada through now <laughs> now he knows everything from both sides right. and he is a combined um he has the combined experiences and the combined memories and the combined um lives of both Superman that existed. I don't think it's gonna be that clean for everybody else. You give ten years back to Probably everybody not, else. But even even the Superman history isn't that clean because it changes where John gets born. Yeah, it's true. Instead of John being born on his own with Lois and Clark, he's born in the fortress. Yeah, with, with one woman, with one woman as the midwife and you know, Batman just like 
I will be outside. Yeah, I don't want to see any of this. I'm, I'm going to stay in guard. I've seen massacres before. I don't need to see any oh, of this. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so Wally is the linchpin in all this. Yes. And if you read Heroes in Crisis, it gets a little bit sad for Wally. But well, hopefully hopefully, um, they're still holding on to that bit of hope that he supposedly represents. Um, Flash and Batman start to investigate a mysterious button that's appeared in the Batcave. As a, and um, a side story is shown where uh, Barry had a hunch during a CSI investigation that was similar to his mother's uh, murder. And it's proven that Barry was sometimes wrong. His hunches on people or his hunches on cases are not 100% right. And that was basically the end of that rebirth issue. A, a quick introduction to Barry's origin, an introduction to um, the murder of his mom, mm-hmm. which is a big crux of what makes that character him. Yes. And his involvement with the league and what this rebirth thing is is meaning for him the introduction the reintroduction of Kid Flash and all that kind of stuff and he tells Kid Flash he doesn't have to be Kid Flash anymore he can be Flash yeah and that's when he gets that cool silver and red outfit for a little while yes yes he does so that, that's pretty cool we do the uh, the two Captain Americas gimmick on it <laughs> but we jump right into issue one where we're introduced to August Hart and uh, it's shown that him and Barry have been friends for years and. Uh, to the point that it was Hart's case that Barry was working on when he got hit by the lightning. Yes. Now, do you like when they do this? When they when they go back to specific Harold moments in a hero's time and be like, "Oh yeah, that person was there. They were just in the background." Um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm typically pretty fine with it, like okay. as long as it's not super contradictory. Okay. You yeah. know, like if if you have such an open ended idea as like, yeah, Flash is messing with some chemicals and doing his uh. His CSI thing, and then he gets hit with lightning. Oh, here's what he was doing. Yeah, sure. no one ever asked what he was working on, and right. I guess that leaves a hole open for it to be this heart case, this uh, August heart case, because August Hart's brother was killed, and it seemingly um, they could not have enough um, evidence to put his brother's killer away. Um, so, years later, after being hit with the lightning bolt that creates the Flash, Hart becomes a detective, Barry becomes a Flash. And uh, during a standoff at Star Labs with a militaristic terrorist group called Black Hole, you could have came up with something better than that. <laughs> um, uh, the emblem on the chest reminds Hart of his brother's death. He seems to remember that emblem there. Yes. Kind of like a. Uh, remember that Pokemon that had that thing there? Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? about. Yes. I can't remember. It was like a frog or something. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, during this whole standoff and shootout, uh, August is struck by a lightning bolt and given the same powers as Barry. He quickly, disp- uh, you know, disposes of the members of Black Hole as Barry looks on in awe. What a first issue. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like the, did you like initially the character of August? Could you tell that he was going to be something that was going to stick around or he was going to be like what Julian was for uh, season three of The Flash where he was just kind of... You know, I never really made the connection to Julian, but I get it. Um, I just, I thought it was going to be a bit more interesting because I always, um, I'm used to CSI shows. So, okay. like, to me, it's a team of guys and I was interested to see how these, this team would work out. Yeah, because although I, I don't have her name down, there's also a female that's working alongside them, uh, a redhead. Uh, she ends up being in, uh, in subsequent issues as well. Uh, her so. and Barry ends up becoming friends. But, um, yeah, we got a new speedster. August has been hit by lightning, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. We, uh, we see that he had no problems taking out the, the victim. Right. Uh, whether that's good or bad, that, to tell you the truth, that's the beginning 
of what should start tipping you off because um, Hart is literally from the first time you see him to the end has been about one thing and we'll get to that in a minute. But in issue two, we get Barry training August in the ways of the Speed Force. Yes. Uh, and Hart figures out that Barry's a flash like on the third page. He's like, come on. It's you, Barry. Stop, yeah. like, stop, stop playing that. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about I the whole... evidence is what I do. How do you feel about Barry's secret identity? Uh, between the show, between here? Do you think it should be something that should be like uh, only a handful of people know? or? It's, it's, it's pretty flimsy at this point, but it's... I think over time, that's it's almost um, it's an, an inevitability when you have a character that's lasted this long. Because in a little bit with Mina, we get the same thing. Yes. And that's in the same volume. Like, in the same seven issues, he's all like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. hi, I'm Barry Allen. Well, that, that, that's Barry thinking with uh, various other um, <clears throat> heavy blood run vessels. I, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, both at the Hopefully same not time. for August, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, doing doing her best Lois Lane impression, Iris investigates Black Hole, and in doing so, puts a target on her back, as you do whenever you are investigating these top, super top secret uh, terrorist, terrorist organizations. They came to be like a, a, a terrorist cell of mad scientists. Yes. Um, very um, aim. But yeah, uh, August explains his brother was a cop killed in the line of duty. He's, he's the reason why he decided to become a detective. And the cop was killed by a man named Billy Parks, but the criminal was let off due to insufficient evidence. So, uh, August wants to use the speed force to find and arrest criminals that they wouldn't be able to without the powers. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of that, right? That's the yes. beginning of, I gotta keep an eye on you there, buddy. Yeah, He's yeah. all like, do you know what we can do with these powers? Uh, I'm gonna need you to table that there, Tiger. How do you feel about Barry's steadfastness of vengeance is not justice? Uh, I believe in it, because like, like, what is the difference between you and the criminals at that point? Yeah. You know? What well, gives you the right, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, in a sense that you, you, you have to be that if you're really intending to be like... I guess if you intend to be a quote-unquote the hero... Yeah. You have to draw those lines for yourself or else nothing is really any different. If you're just knocking off you know, the bad people left and right... Yeah. You're still one of them and you and you got to bring somebody in like this with the diametric uh viewpoint because then it lets you see barry a little clearer yes you let you see where his line obviously is and when they continue to get into this argument because it gets it, it this can this is a line that continues throughout the arc mm-hmm. and as they keep talking about vengeance and um and justice uh it, barry seems to get increasingly angry because he he does feel like it's, there is a definitive line between the two right and that it should not be crossed which allows you as the reader to understand that it's something that barry holds dear it also helps you understand what his frustration is when like these guys do constantly get off or they yeah. do constantly find their way back on the streets and it's uh it's a cyclical battle that almost seems never and you know it's it's Ouroboros. it's just the the snake just Eating itself, eating its own tail over and over. Yeah, it's the Joker. It's Mariah Dillard. It's this a Stokes. Mm. Stokes. <laughs> it's, it's the idea that you know you can put a, uh, you can put a permanent end to this if you're willing to get your hands dirty. But Barry is not, and Barry says that again that this is it sounds like uh, vengeance and not justice. Mm-hmm. Um, Iris is trying to follow her lead when Black Hole kidnaps her, and when the Flash attempts to save her, he's hit with a Speed Force gun. These guys seem to have weaponized the one thing that we do not understand. And Hart in full costume. How'd you feel about that that 
August Hart oh, speedster costume. Uh, uh, goggles and it's like it's like a, 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 a elevator <laughs> jacket. <laughs> like one of those uh, seems like something on one of the Michael Jackson tours. And then he got he got some goggles working, and he has like a bandana on his mouth, right? Something like that. Uh, I believe some sort of face masking uh, apparatus. Something to keep the bugs out of his mouth. I mean, it had got to be. Even though Barry doesn't have one, he's just opening it up and <laughs> and doing there. Um, at one point, Barry says something like, "I think the best when I'm running." My I have muscle memory and it allows my mind to wander, and that kind of like scared me. The idea that there's a guy running at super fast speed who's not really paying attention—he's on cruise control. <laughs> and he's all like, "I wonder what I want to have for dinner." It's kind of like I had that last night. It's kind of like somebody just like walking with the cell phone and they're just I, like I guess out, so, right? Right? But like at a much hyper speed, he's just expected to like like launch himself into a parked car. Yeah, he is just he can go on autopilot, so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. But August in full costume comes by, helps Barry by using the tricks that he taught him, and declares to be the Flash's new partner, but didn't have a name yet. Were you were you uh vexed by his inability to come up with something? No uh, <laughs> something like the Flash? No, um I actually like I, to me that was pretty realistic. I was just like I think you you kind of mull over like what do I call myself? Yeah, so many names have been taken. Like, exactly. I'm gonna be Kid Flash. I'm like 40. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I was wondering what what they were ever gonna get him. I was wondering like his suit didn't scream out anything in particular, so no. I couldn't. You know, it's not like I could figure that out. And they all seem to be the speeders' names when they're not Flash esque. They all seem to be kind of plays on the idea of speed or movement or all that kind of stuff. When you get like um impulse. Excess, zoom, zoom, stuff like that. Um, so I couldn't. Reverse I, flash obviously I don't, didn't take much thinking up. No, uh, I I don't know enough uh, speed puns to figure out what his name would have been. So I kind of dropped it on that. <laughs> um, yeah, he declares himself as Flash's new partner, and Barry, you know, kind of admits to himself that he admits ha- um, that he misses having a partner. He misses yes. having somebody around. While he was that person, which that, is a line that you see works twofold. Yeah. And it also is confusing because he he misses Wally, but Wally literally just came back and right. also just went to the Titans. The memories that he has of Wally, he literally just got back. Right. So it's not like he's been missing Wally. He's just been like, oh, yeah, I had that. And that was cool, wasn't it? Uh, but Wally's with the Titans, so Barry doesn't mind. And Wally's uh, his own man now. Yeah. Yeah, he is his own man now. And so he doesn't mind having a, a partner. But... They can't congratulate themselves too much about, you know, taking care of some of the members of Black Hole because a speed force storm shows up and gifts some of Central City's citizens with the speed force. And that's what ends uh, Flash issue two. I thought that was a great cliffhanger Mm -hmm. because it was like, man, there's going to be a lot to come of this. Uh, And the idea that whose responsibility is it? Is it Barry's Mm -hmm. for knowing as much about the speed force as it is? Um, and the idea of how many of these people are going to become villains, how many people are going to become right. heroes. Do we get a, a Flash super team and stuff like that? You kind of have to play a catcher in the rye there. It's just like you got to keep them, do your best to keep them from falling off that cliff. Exactly. And when they can't see any reason not to, mm-hmm. it's hard to talk somebody off that ledge. Oh, yeah. And we're going to see that in a little bit. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, but Rogue and Novice Speedsters alike means double duty for August and Barry as they do their best to wrangle up the troublesome ones and train the others. Uh, Barry opens up about what Eobard Thorne did because he's just spilling all the beans. <laughs> right? And August said he would never let a man like that stay alive. Where do you sit on that? Somebody murders your parents, God forbid. <laughs> do they do they get that justice? Or does it become vengeance? Do you ever see yourself 
you know, you know, admittedly it would be the wrong thing, but do you is there a line where you would cross to get to vengeance and not justice? I I I honestly just have to look ahead on that sort of thing. Like to me a lot of people look toward the vengeance and looking toward vengeance means looking toward a singular moment and not after it. Yes. And like And the idea that you would get instant gratification once that's done. That once is, that once that happens, everything's fine. Which is a total fallacy. Right. <laughs> Um, it it's a short sighted view, and I, I, I always have to think of the long game. Like, what do I really accomplish out of this? Like, sure, the idea that the idea of of my uh, how do you say the person who has punished me in some way punishing him feels great, right? But at the same time, it doesn't solve anything. No, if the the situation has not been rectified, and it, and in many ways, it can fundamentally change who you are as a person, right? Because if that's the route that you're going on now, what happens to the next person that that mm-hmm. harmed you or wrongs you? Right. Are you just the wronger? You know, the person who wrongs the wronger. Yeah. It, it, you end up being consumed by stuff like that. So, um, even when the person killed your parents, even when you got them in cold blood, uh, even when you have them in cuffs and you can go over there and snap their neck at, at super speed, Flash still does it, and August does not see why not. There's like to him, it's an open and shut situation. Yeah. That guy killed your mom, and he's alive. He, your mom gets to die. That sure. guy gets to live. That there's there's no bueno with that. But uh, the Flash and Detective Heart are introduced to the new Speed Force school located at Star Labs, and we are introduced Placed to Doctor. You know the most incredible security team you've ever seen. Yes, I don't. They don't really show who's working at Star Labs except for Doctor Mina Dewan, director of the training center, who's also a speedster. Yes. Um, she's the only one that's seen working there. She has a horde of speedsters just running around in circles, and it's um, explained that if you've ever seen a, a building of just small, a room of just small children running around. Imagine that at like times twenty. Exactly. And we saw uh, Barry and August uh, able to wrangle up some nefarious speedsters. Yes. But it's also explained to them by Doctor Mina that not everyone's going to be cocky with it, not everyone's going to be evil with it. There's some people who are just plain terrified. Yeah, they're shaking. And we need to get to those people. And so the three of them kind of agree to help the wandering speedsters in Central City. Um, Iris goes to the CCPD to ask questions about Black Hole while Wallace West steals evidence because that's what he's doing now with the super <laughs> speed. Uh, Wallace they, West is a lost child amongst uh, all of this. You ain't lying. And he confirms that Black Hole is experimenting with the speed force with that with that evidence. But in the meantime, Dr. Mina and Barry meet Avery, a teen girl who's now a speedster and is terrified of leaving the house. Uh, Barry's able to calm the girl down. Uh, Isn't she just like shaking? She's so frightened she can't stop phasing in and out and talking and run on sentences. Avery, I think, joins the Justice League of Japan or sorry, China. Does she? Yeah, she because oh, okay. I, didn't wonder what happened I can't that. remember. She shows back up for when um Grodd, when Grodd tries to take all the speed force and stuff like that. Oh, okay. They build a whole team, like super team of speedsters, and she's on that. And she says uh, that she came, I didn't read that one. She says she came from um she came from China. Okay. She was hanging out over there with uh that Chinese Superman. Yes. Um but you see him you see him talk her down, which is very similar, I, I would say, to what happened with Nora in the in the show with this idea like I've been there. Mm-hmm. I get this. I get what you're feeling. This is my thing. And I know this sounds like all the things I'm saying are crazy, but if you follow what I'm saying, I can talk you off this ledge. We can be a lot calmer. He calms her down and she's good. And uh 
After realizing all the good that he can do, Barry agrees to help train the facility. And I don't think that's an easy choice to make because right. to train is to be responsible for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of species to be responsible for. But and, and anything that these people do is, is reflection. Yeah. A reflection of Barry as a teacher. Um, the alarms at Iron Heights go off, and when the Flash goes to investigate, he says the dead bodies of the delinquent speedsters and him and August caught at the beginning of the issue. Mm-hmm. He starts to wonder if August had anything to do with it, mm-hmm. until he notices that August is also on the floor, yes. uh, and he's alive. Not amongst the dead, but not exactly happy. No, and August explains that there's a new speedster named Godspeed, who came in and killed everybody. Barry, he was too fast. I couldn't stop him. Is that outfit not fantastic? It's so cool. It the lack of mouth makes him so alien. Right. So so uh you know advanced and beyond and the white and the yellow I didn't think would work at, at that way. I would never think of an all white costume for a speedster and I, the white and the yellow just go that so white well. Gold is like beautiful. To tell you the truth, and I want to cry a little bit when I saw Savitar moving at the speed of light with the white flashes uh-huh. in that season, I thought they were alluding to this. Uh, I see. thought they were alluding to, I wow, like somebody. every season I always see someone like, they're going to use Godspeed yet? You're looking around the corner. Godspeed's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Godspeed's here and he's killing, killing fools. He's killing fools. Uh, but Barry realizes, well, if I'm going to be the Flash and I can, I can train people, I should also be kind of training them to protect themselves yes. from people like Godspeed. Uh, Mina explains that every speedster is sharing the speed force. Is mm-hmm. this the first time we got this idea? Um, I don't know, but like it, it didn't seem foreign. Yeah. It, or like it seemed like a familiar idea with these sorts of things where it's like, um, it's a, as you said, it's infinite, but it's also finite. Yeah. So like. And the action. I, had it, I heard it. it explained really well in a YouTube video by Comics Explained. It's a cup of water, and if I have if this cup of water is just mine, I have the entire cup of water. Right. But if I share that cup of water with somebody else, now we both have less water to use. Yes, and it's always been called tapping into the speed force. Yes. Uh, alluding to the fact that the speed force is like a reservoir of energy, mm-hmm. uh, where as, as many you know people that yeah. take from it means less for everybody. Sure. If 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 one person taps into an internet connection, it's real strong. If fifteen yeah. people tap into it, it's spread out now. You're giving me flashbacks to Comic Con. Um, <laughs> so I, I assume the Wi-Fi is not very good nah, out there. Not all that great. Not all that great. Um, <laughs> the thousand people using the same Javits Center <laughs> Wi-Fi, which probably uh, wasn't all that great to begin with. Yeah. So with with everyone sharing the speed force, each death of a speedster means that the remaining speedsters are stronger. I also find that this is an interesting. Um, an interesting direction to go in for me because it falls into what I think is the X-Men thing, where is is it wrong for us to, while we must teach these people to protect themselves, are we making them soldiers? Right. And yeah. sh- do we have this, do we have uh, not not just the responsibility, but the right to do that? And to what end? Yes. Where does it end? Right. You know, when do we stop seeing outside things as threats? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Godspeed now. But maybe CCPDs are like those speedsters are out of control. Sure. And then are you training the speedsters against the CCPD? Right. Or, you know, is it the rogues now? And like, you know, which kids do you manage to make sure that one of them doesn't go too far? And if you get all 20 on board and, all, you know, all trained up and all 20 say that they should kill the rogues and you're the only one that says you shouldn't, mm-hmm. who wins that argument? Who and wins now, that And fight? now you're an army of super speedsters and, and now you're like, okay, wait, this is a militia. 
of super-powered peoples, and this is dangerous. And it's hard to monitor one speedster, let alone mm-hmm. 20-some-odd speedsters. But, uh, yeah, the idea that everyone is sharing the speed force and everybody that Godspeed kills, every speedster that he kills, he's consuming the speed from them. Uh, so Iris shows Flash evidence that Black Hole is messing with the speed force, and him and Mina go to investigate, uh, which leads him into the Black Hole HQ, where he gets to investigate Dr. Carver, who he believes is behind the murders at Iron Heights, but he finds out that Dr. Carver has different motivation. He, too, was struck by the lightning, but not gifted powers, just horrific scars. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Why guy. Why am I not the special? Poor guy. He's like, what What happened? I, t- I did what the instructions said. Uh, All it gave me was terrible acne. He shows the flash that uh, he isn't the only one who deserves the gifts of the Speed Force when he reveals that his suit is, in fact, weaponized with it. And he just hits his poly... You gotta tell me what the name of it is. What Politoed? What's his name? Uh, uh, that Pokemon. He hits. He hits the chest, and the Speed Force comes at him, and he seems pretty confident at first. Like this is what I want, and then he's like, "This is not what I want. This is immediately tearing me apart." Yeah. Wait. What's it? It's that. Oh I kind of want that guy from the room to be like, "You're tearing me apart." Um. But yeah, the speed the speed I force have tested this. The speed force takes control of Doctor Carver, turning him into a hulking beast of what wind? Um, it, it looks like a a force monster or like like a, a light tornado, powered, a light man. constructed monster. Like, right, he's a being of pure energy at this point. Like the uh, um, uh, the beast from Scott Pilgrim that yes. fights the two dragons. Yeah, you're not lying. Uh, the speedsters. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he becomes a big hulking uh, beast, mm-hmm. and right when it seems like he uh, that beast is about to destroy Mina and Barry, August is back, and he got some trainees with him. When I saw that, I was like, did you want to bring, like, the the kids? Like, did you? Yeah, did you? Right. Uh, I get that you're here. August at this point sporting a costume that somewhat reminds you of the Jay Garrick outfit. Yeah, it, it definitely has an old school put-together look to it. Yes. Um, and I think that that serves it, because you hear about all the utility of the Flash's outfit. And right. I don't think August has any utility. It's just like, this is what I think would look cool when I run. So <laughs> at this point where like the art kind of changes and it helps center and smoothen out everything. Yes. I don't know if it's a different artist or if it's an improvement, but everything doesn't seem like it's moving and, you know. But, but again, I, you know, I'll reiterate that when it does, when it is moving, when they are moving, it looks, it looks really, really Absolutely. good. Um, so yeah, he's got some trainees with him. The speedsters run around Carver at lightning speeds, ripping away the, his connection to the speed force because mm-hmm. they know that you can just pull it away from people as this is what Godspeed did. Um, elsewhere, Wally is trying to use his powers to materialize a suit. Yes. When he gets a notification about the training going on in Star Labs. It, apparently they have what? They, they're sending out like emails and there's like stuff on the radio. Like, mm-hmm. if you got powers, if you got hit by that lightning, did like... One of those mesothelioma commercials. <laughs> have, have you or our loved one been struck by lightning in Central City? Please <laughs> go, go to the Star Labs uh, thing. So he he is ready to start. He's ready to start being trained. I think we got inklings to this idea that Wally would be a speedster in New Fifty Two. I feel like it, but I'm and I, if I can remember, New Fifty Two Wallace West sure. yeah. um, showed up in a different outfit. He showed up in that silver and red getup from the future. Okay. Um, where he was shown to be a speedster in the future. Right. Or or something like that. And so this is a dialing back of that. This is a, we're going to do this the right way. Sure. Because uh, Wally's back, so we got to get Wallace right. And so we're going to start training him. 
And like the TV show, they still have no idea what to do with Not Wallace. a clue. And I thought that was a little oh, cool wow, thing. He was on the Deathstroke team. I thought it was a cool moment where he was um in the show where he was the Flash because Flash was gone. I thought yeah. they were going to actually work on that a little bit. But nope. First episode. <laughs> open and shut. I was glad. At Star Labs, Mina, August, and Barry celebrate their victory. And when Mina kisses the Flash, Barry lets her in on his little secret mm-hmm. that he is Barry Allen. This, this to me was the uh, the duality of the line where like Barry Allen says he misses having a partner. Yeah. Just one in life and ah. one as a superhero. Which makes me wonder if he if he got that residual temporal energy that made him realize that he is kind of paired with somebody in the future. When um, Wally, classic Wally, is talking to Barry, Barry's like, Iris is my friend. She'll understand everything. And in Wally's timeline, they're married. You're, you're they have what? kids. And so there's <laughs> like, she's your friend. Wow. Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to get there okay. with that. He, had, he just said something along the lines of like, oh, I, yeah, they took some time from us. Uh, so he doesn't really uh, get in on that. Richie, you're gonna have to work out, buddy. How you like me and Barry? I was actually really enjoying it. Like I just wanted some. I was down to see something different. And on uh, at this point, it was like the Iris and Barry relationship just seemed to play off as something they constantly tried and didn't work and need to stop. Yeah, in the New Fifty Two, they try to keep them away. There yeah. was various points of which he would have to save her as Flash or whatever. But never really diving into a whole hog on on a relationship. Did he have other relationships throughout that run? He dated Patty Spivet. Ah, that lady. So that was pretty who, cool because he was she was so, also in the Flash. Who so briefly appeared and went away. She was awesome though. They were so goofy together. Oh, I wanted I wanted it back. And her figuring out that he was a Flash was, I cherry on that on that thing. I she, was so she, upset that they just she like, called got a fake train threat or whatever. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yes. I knew, yeah, I knew yeah, it was gonna you be were gonna you. come and save me. Yep. I figured it. So good, so good. But um, we get an anomaly in Flash number five. Flash is given the day off. Mm-hmm. Called Barry's day off. Mina and Barry go on a date, and Barry uh seems to enjoy it, enjoy the time off and stuff. We get a little bit of a uh, story about Mina and and how she's dealing with the powers yes. and all that kind of stuff. How do you feel about Mina as a hero, as opposed to just the love interest of Barry? Uh, do you think, again, did you think there was gonna be some kind of like um? I get where you come, you know, we're not, we're not too alike. We're not so different, you and I. We're not too different, you and me. (laughs) Yeah, you have to say that every time. The most overused line, but yet somehow they keep working it in. Um, I'm sort of a scientist myself. (laughs) Right. I was down for it, especially because, like, at the time, I sort of played with the idea that it's just, like, we're going to supplement this woman for Iris, but we're also going to give you, like, the brown woman that you're familiar with on the TV show. I dig it, I dig it, yeah, yeah. Like, we've still got the iris on the books, but we're going to just kind of... You always, yeah, you see her like this, so we're just going to flip that in. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't give uh, Iris that just outfit where you just stick a ponytail out the back of the... Uh, out of the, out of the <laughs> 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 There's a special ponytail hole yes. in the thing. Um, I don't know if you've messed with ha- long hair before, but it's incredibly hard to it get hair to go like anywhere. That. Yeah, it doesn't just poke, poke out backwards like that. Although I appreciate the Captain Marvel trick where the helmet just kind of mohawks it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it looks pretty cool. Um, Barry dishes the tea with Iris. He's all there like, yeah, I like this girl. She's kind of tight. Uh, meanwhile, Wally shows up for training, and him and Mina get along swimmingly. Initially, there's a little bit of hesitation, but she teaches him some of the tips and tricks. Um, they save I some lives. I do appreciate the... Sorry, cut you off. Go ahead, brother. I do appreciate the hesitation in the sense that, like, they are playing off the idea that Wally has found out that his father was the reverse flash of 
his history, which makes yeah. the whole thing so annoying. Yeah, and and yet because for so long that was the definitive reverse flash, and for the reverse universe, flash that yes. I knew, Eobard Dawn was being called Zoom, which is Hunter Zolomon. So I was I was off. Like I right. was really confused about all which this. Which is another one of these things that I'm just like, wait, so like if they put all the timelines back together Well, we know from Flash War now that Zoom returns, Hunter Zolomon comes back as Zoom. And Eobard Thorne from the button is called Reverse Flash. So we're back. We're kind of sort of back. But if Wallace still exists. And they call, in this volume, they call Eobard Thorne Zoom. Zoom killed your parents. Zoom's in prison. You need to go kill Zoom. In this Superborn Reborn universe, if Wallace still exists, did Daniel West also still become Reverse Flash? Was he also still on the Suicide Squad? And and Wallace is is Iris' nephew, right? And then Wally is the brother? Or is it the other way around? No, it's I the... I don't know. And then did Superwoman... Did Superman and Wonder Woman <laughs> still bang? Does Lois still have superpowers? That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing there. Lana Lang. And there was a there was a point in the Superman book or the Justice League book or whatever where, like, there was the kid of Wonder Woman and Superman from the future. Yeah, that's a lot And I was just on. like, what is happening? These timelines get a little crazy. But um, I'm I'm glad that... They, I liked watching them bond. I liked I watching them... I just do... The, the incursions from from Marvel and just like slam these worlds together. Yeah, uh, I I like the character of Wallace. I just feel like even to this day, we're two years past this arc. I don't think they've given him anything to sink his teeth into. Nothing. That kid needs his own arc of something, maybe even his own book. Sure. And I feel the same way about Wally. Really, I don't think he should be an ancillary character on a team. My entire problem with everything they did with Wally was the fact that like we. From the day we released Rebirth, we made this out to be a huge deal, but he does not get anything of Yeah, we own. benched him. Uh, we told you, everybody you, that he was the you star could call player. call it that, yeah. And then we benched him. <laughs> right. And it's like, the, the, the Titans doesn't have a quarterback, so it's right. like, it's a team book. Everyone's getting a little bit of everything. We started off with oh, the Don't whole... tell Dick that, though, by the way. No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. He, he, he's the tech management for Justice League now. Yeah. Um, we, we put... If you, well, no, he's the star quarterback now. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Justice League <laughs> Odyssey. The dun, one dun. that everyone... Oh, yeah, you know. so excited about. Um, but, we'll get issue two eventually. Uh, we, 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 went on, we went into Titans with Wally West being a big deal and, and like bringing everyone back, or rather bringing the memories back of everyone of him and, like, their friendship. Yeah. And then everything just sort of faded away into, like, their adventures, and Wally West just became, like, that guy on Titans. Right. And who occasionally appears... The speedster in, on Titans. Right, and yeah. just occasionally appears on the Flashbook. Yeah. And... Which which they also set up a scenario in which he doesn't have to appear because he doesn't want to alert people to his existence. Right. So they, they he kept never him out, goes of, to out talk, of sight. He never do, he never goes to talk to Linda and remind her of those years. Nope. Especially when, especially since like the, the kids are still gone, but she'd remember them. Yeah, not until Flash War do we see like a res, the end result of all that kind of stuff right. going on. It it, br- it 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 brings Wally back with such fanfare and just immediately forgets about it. Yeah, you know, just kind of, you it, know, it's a, it's it's like um, make another wrestling reference. It's like you know, Bobby Lashley came back and it was a big deal, and then we just put him in tag matches. Yes, <laughs> yep. And now he has, his, and now it's all about more more about the manager than it is about him. Yeah. Um. So, I I don't know what what was ever the plan for Wally West if there ever was one. And if there was, I doubt there was a one for Wallace. 
Right. <laughs> if they're if you if they definitively had a plan for Wally, I don't think they had anything for Wasp because no. to my not to my in my opinion, the omission of Wally in the New Fifty Two mm-hmm. meant that they were gonna have Wallace take all his stories or right. go in that direction. The introduction of Wally again in Rebirth means that they're gonna they'll just go that route with it, which gives Wallace nothing to do. They right. throw him on Teen Titans. Which again, member on a team, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't really give him anything to sink himself. He gets a token little teenage speedster. And his biggest, his biggest grudge, his biggest story arc would be the idea of Daniel West, his father, being the Reverse Flash. But to my knowledge, he was put on the Suicide sure. Squad and he was killed. The problem with Titans at this point is that, um, it is the uh, it is the group that has allowed has been allowed to grow. Yeah. Because like these were the teenagers that the that young people grew up with, right? And they were allowed to sort of graduate from their teenage legacy positions and sidekicks and so forth. But they never got to big time, or or like also felt like they didn't want to get to big time. Like this is there's this there's this level of like, well, we're still not Justice League, so right. that's we're edgy. Like we're we're still get to be our cool little clique, right? But what are you when both when both bases are covered? When both the Teen Titans base is covered and the Justice League base is covered, what are you covering with Titans? You are this weird middle ground that just sort of has, like... Uh, I, I don't think they have any particular like, uh, villains or enemies that... Uh, right. Because then it, Deathstroke got upgraded above them. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Deathstroke's up there with Batman and Superman now. Exactly. You know, still kidnapping Lois and... And I guess their way to answer that was three Justice Leagues. They were like, "Well, just give them more Justice sure. Leagues." <laughs> that's, what, that's what they want. That that like the problem with Wally West was not having an exit strategy for that rebirth thing, or if they did, they scrapped it. Yeah, which is sad because there's a lot of and then they possibilities. Him. Um, there's a lot of possibilities in that in that in both those characters, Wally and Wallace. So hopefully they get back to uh, some of that good stuff. But um, when Barry goes to work to check on things. Uh, Mina investigates a disturbance at Star Labs and sees Godspeed has attacked the facility and the speedsters inside. She instructs Avery to go get help, and as Hart and Alan make their way to Star Labs, they find Mina missing, minus her costume, and a slew of bodies left in Godspeed's wake. Yes. Which is bananas because me, we just started like Mina. Mm-hmm. They just had their date, and here we and here we are. We just got familiar with all these young kids that are gonna be part of this, like this Flash army. Yeah, and we wiped mostly all out. And it's also this idea that Barry can never be happy. That the one day he had off, you know, just leads to more dead bodies. Mm-hmm. He has to constantly be the Flash, or else people pay the ultimate price. Um, and that's the end of issue five. But no one should escape justice. Those are the words of Godspeed as issue six opens up. Uh. And Godspeed uses this mantra before he murders his next victim at the start of the issue. Mm-hmm. Barry is traumatized by the loss of Mina as it reminds him of his Crisis on Infinite Earths moment. <laughs> and uh, he goes to talk to Iris. Uh, Wally flips out over the news of what happened to his new mentor. Um, and uh, Iris starts to di- dilute the names of the victims of Godspeed mm-hmm. with, with Barry. Because one of them in particular doesn't match Godspeed's M.O. Because he no. was not a speedster. No. He's, he's mostly been running around stealing the Speed Force from many of the other citizens that were caught in the Speed Force. And, but one yeah. of them is just... Yeah, just a normal, just a normal guy. Um, so Barry's like, huh, I'll be right back. <laughs> and, he, and he speeds off 
and uh, goes to confront August Hart because turns out that man was Billy Parks, the man that August Hart claims killed his brother and got away scot-free. Just curious that the one man that Hart has been saying almost every issue should be dealt with Mm -hmm. is now dealt with permanently. Billy Parks is now dead. So Barry confronts Hart, and Hart says that Billy deserved to die. Uh, They argue, and August says, well, I'm the new and improved Flash, a.k.a. the judge, the jury, and the executioner, and transformed into Godspeed. He moves so fast that he's able to double-team Barry. There's two Godspeeds. They double-team and get the better of the Flash, and that's how issue six ends. Um, How'd you like that cool little villain monologue that, that, that Godspeed gets to do there where he's just... You can see him getting increasingly angry and increasingly tired of Barry's crap, his 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 Boy Scout crap. I enjoyed it. I really liked this uh, um, the scene that's drawn where it's like they're just sort of in this grassy park area and there's stuff flying around them and it's just a chaotic, um, foreboding scene. Yeah, like I can see it moving cinematically. It's really good looking. Definitely, I like I like when um, I like that look there where he puts his head down. Once he realizes, once he realizes like, that the jig is up, like, well, yeah, I've been caught. Yeah, and it's fine because the only thing I wanted yeah, to do was already done. It. Yeah, the one thing I wanted to do is already done. So unless we're gonna fight about that, there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, I and like, like look at how all that lightning is drawn. It's just so beautiful. So it pops right at you. These vibrant colors and stuff. But we get into uh, issue seven where August confesses that uh, he wants to steal the Speed Force from unworthy and unwanting speedsters. But he never wanted them to die. No. He did not know that that was a side effect of stealing uh, Speed Force, even though he's been stacking bodies. Um, it's revealed that his ability to be at two places at once for too long causes him intense pain. So Barry sucker punches August <laughs> with some Speed Force energy and runs to Star Labs in hopes of recovering. The first thing I thought was, like, you didn't, He's still there. He's still around, Barry. You're sure. not going to try to cover that uh, that manhole up. Somebody's going to fall through that. <laughs> but while he's trying to recover, unfortunately, the members of Black Hole are unhappy that Dr. Carver was sent to prison, so they're holding up hostages at a bank. There's God- a lot happening in this. Yeah. Godspeed stops the bad guys and leaves no survivors. <laughs> he basically... No survivors. He, no. He, at one point, he like merges some people with the wall. Like oh God, he, he yeah. takes he takes some of the 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 members of Black Hole and merge them into the wall because this he doesn't. One of those things where I was like, I wonder if you could even do this on the show because it is. That's gross. some like apocalypse stuff that yeah, he was that is, getting that away is with disgusting. there. And the idea is that well, if they're dead, then they can never rob a bank again. They can never hold the hostage again. They can never do anything wrong again. And so he's trying to put a permanent end that we see so often in comics to uh, this. Is all yours, gentlemen. Yeah, to this and. Again, when you when you connect that to the idea that he has confessed to not wanting to kill those speedsters, yes, they they are building in a back door for this character to be redeemed, um, which I thought was also interesting. Uh, an argument with Wally leads Barry to realize that he needs to take the speed force from all the trainees, mm-hmm. not only protect them but to help them defeat Godspeed. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed that if the speedsters allow Barry to take the speed, no harm comes to them. They just got to be cool with it. It's all about resistance. Just got to be cool with it. Just got to be, he has to get consent. And as soon as he gets consent and it's not forced, everything is good. So, uh, yeah, Barry does. Every speedster allows Barry to take the power from them. Avery was a little bit hesitant. 
Because mm-hmm. Avery was like, I dig this though. Yeah. I, I I really like, I this. like this job. <laughs> uh, but he gets her speed anyway. Mm-hmm. And on cue, angered by them relinquishing their gift, Godspeed arrives and tells the Flash that the final tells him about the final phase of his plan. You see, God <laughs> Godspeed is uh, is feeling a little bit um, altruistic. His final phase of his plan is to do Barry a favor and kill all the enemies in Iron Heights so that yes. Barry could live a rich and full life. There's no reason. Especially including the man that killed his mother. Yes, Zoom. Uh, he he theorizes that the reason why Barry has not been... Um, the reason why Barry can't do things like, I don't know, solve the case of who killed uh, August Hart's brother is because he's too busy in this revolving door, uh, you know scenario with these villains well if all the villains are dead then the flash has a lot more time to save people yes. he stops worrying about defeating people starts worrying about saving people which i mean crazy logic but there's some kind of logic there yeah yeah i put away a thief a gorilla pops out i guess i put down a gorilla <laughs> and a guy pops out of a mirror you can never forget about that gorilla he's I always gonna the guy show in the mirror and i gotta deal with the dude with the creepy dagger yeah but then the freeze gun shows up you gotta you gotta watch out for all that stuff and there's uh, a guy with like a what do you say uh uh, birthday boxes with bombs in them. Oh my god, terrible! Uh, he <laughs> races off Mark to do Campbell. just he he races off to do just that as the issue closes, and in our beautiful finale, we get a flashback to August and Barry as speedster speedster partners. Right? They they're doing a yes. they're doing their uh, buddy cop thing, and um, it show it's just showing again that Hart always saw the powers as something he could use to get away with things because he's like. You know what we could do? We could do like the perfect crime with, mm-hmm. with this stuff. And Barry's like, no, no. And he's always the one that's trying to rain on August's parade because August always has these uh, sinister plots and plans. Yeah. And he's always like, nah, we're not going to do that. Um, back in the present, Barry tries all the things he can do to stop Bar- from Godspeed from killing the inmates at Iron Heights. Uh, and when Godspeed uses his trick of creating two speedsters, Wally shows up to lend a hand. And uh, he, you know, they run around Godspeed. Looking very both yellow and red. Yes. They run around both Godspeeds to absorb his speed force. And the power is so intense, it gives Wally a brand new costume. And he officially becomes Kid Flash. Hell bent on uh, proving his point still. August goes back to trying to kill the inmates. Because he's all like, oh no, I'm still totally going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and in particular, Zoom. And he takes, he literally sees Zoom's whole existence as like mocking the death of Barry's mom and kind of mocking the justice system. Uh, this idea that you could just get away and live and, you know, be happy. So he really wants to get Zoom done with. Uh, and um, just like when it looks like Barry might have to kill Hart, which I thought he was going to do. Oh, because the panel doesn't help you. He's done this next snap thing before. He did it yes. to uh, reverse fast Daniel West at one point. Uh, he's Did done he? it to the actual reverse flash, okay. Eobarthon at one point. Eobarthon goes to kill um Now I don't ba- remember like what how how um long the time frames are of it. Mm-hmm. But like the panel here where he just grabs Godspeed from behind and yokes him up <laughs> just evokes that uh Man of Steel scene. Oh yeah. So it's just like like oh his flash can snap his neck. And I think that Man of Steel scene might be referenced to, to, to that idea because the idea the first time I've seen this happen and ironically I wrote an article for uh, CBR.com about the top 10 or 15 neck snaps in comics <laughs> in, com- in comics and I the Man of Steel snap is there but one of the precursors to that was Barry is getting married for the second time after Eobard Thorne has killed Iris West Jesus. by phasing through her forehead 
so yeah, he kills Iris West. He goes to get married again, and on his wedding day, Reverse Flash shows back up, and he's like, you're never going to be happy. I'm going to go kill that wife, too. And so they race around the world, and as they get to the church, like the block of the church, Barry yokes up Reverse Flash, and he's like, don't do it. Don't do, Don't try to kill her, and screams, not again. And when he, you hear a snap, when he lets go, Eobard Dawn is dead. And they have to do a, a trial of the Flash with the Justice League and everything to figure out whether or not... I was just curing him not, with this really uh, bad headache. Yeah. Uh, so I thought they were going right to that, and I was like, oh my God, he's going to kill Godspeed. But... Uh, just knocks him out. Yeah. He, he seduces him with a chokehold and proclaims that there's always another way, the, the Barry Allen way. He tells Wally that uh, he's got that new fancy new yellow and red suit because he earned the power of a speedster. And Wally says he felt a wave of calm come over him as he became the new Kid Flash. So that was their way of cementing Wally's place in that mythos. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The Flash takes Godspeed to prison. And as Barry Allen decides to have a chat with old August, the man, uh, while he's in custody. This is every show ever, right? <laughs> this is, well, the adventure's over. I'm going to sit down with the man now and figure out what the heck has this been is, going this on. Is, this is Joker and Batman. This is... uh. This is Def Joke and Ollie. This is yeah. We're trying to sit down and without the capes and figure out what's going on. Um, August promises to never reveal Barry's identity. Yeah, I think also trying to reinforce that back door of like, I'm not your enemy, Barry. There, you don't agree with me, so you see me as an enemy, but I don't see you as an enemy. Sure, I see the outside forces that are mocking our justice system as enemies, and I see the people who get away with crimes because there's no unsufficient, there's insufficient en- en- uh, evidence as enemies, but not you. You're and a hero, I see I'm that a you hero. could probably be better off this way. Right. Uh, um, Flash, Barry Allen also reveals that Billy Parks, the man that he took out, <laughs> yes. did not kill his mother. <sighs> yeah, that's also, yeah, uh, which... That happens after Barry uh, August says that the uh, that like the other speedsters might be upset with Barry because Barry has a power and an authority that they don't have sure. and that he probably doesn't deserve. So when Barry drops that bombshell that Billy Parks, you know, the man that Hart accused and, and and killed for murdering his brother, when he dropped that bomb, it seemed kind of petty. Like, oh, you want to say shady stuff? Well, by the way, uh, that guy you killed, he was innocent. Mm-hmm. So Wasn't him. yeah, uh, but. Your justice is flawed. Um, August has a pretty sick monologue where he goes on to say, like, you know, you, I know you want to, I know you have things on your plate that you want to get to, Mm -hmm. but you're never going to get to them. Because all these villains that you choose to keep alive will keep keeping you busy, Mm -hmm. just like Black Hole is going to keep keeping you busy. And by the way, I know who runs that organization. But I'll tell you later when I need a favor. Yes. Because I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that you're gonna be coming knocking uh way before you're gonna need me way before I need you and you're gonna come a knocking. And that does happen uh in the future, but not to spoil it in case any of you guys wanna get into some of the volumes of this. Um Wally shows Iris's new suit and abilities. Um and be- and when he begins to resume his training, I thought that was a nice, sweet little moment. Him finally owning up to Iris and yes. and getting her in on all this. I thought that was that was pretty sweet. But uh, Wally shows Iris's new suit and abilities, and when he begins to resume training at Star Labs with Barry, and Barry's digging it because Barry's like, "This is, you know, Kid Flash, this Flash." Reminding me of another time that I can, I, I kind of like get to 
we live. I'm gonna keep sticking these uh these square pegs and these round holes and hope <laughs> and hope that everything just works. It's just gonna work out, right? Yeah, just everything's gonna work out. And as he's training with in Stardust with Barry, Barry hears Mina's voice in his ear for the first time since she disappeared. Mm-hmm. The end. Well, oh, or to be continued, I guess I should say. I did not like where that went. <laughs> Oh, where eventually goes? Yes. Oh, so you read up to that point? Yes. Well, not to spoil it for the readers, but I thought at the time I was like, oh, what is up with this? Mm -hmm. There is something going on here. But what did you like about this uh, volume? What did you like about Godspeed as a character? And what did you like about the characterization of Barry in this rebirth, at least the beginnings of this, that kind of um, call back to your fandom of maybe the show or superhero media altogether? Uh... I, I enjoyed Barry's just, like, unwavering sense of morality and how much he struggles with that frustration of his whenever he does have to uh, to juggle so many things and make it all work for him, even yeah. though it constantly doesn't. Yeah, I could do You know, it, it's, it's this constant struggle to, even though you are that fast, you still can't keep up with real life. Yeah. Yeah. He's always a step behind something, whether it's his personal life, whether it's a villain, whether it's a bill. <laughs> there is that, there is definitely that um, that aura, not only in this comic, but in the show. And it's something that I feel like should is, is best characterized under Superman, sure. but they never do it. And it's this idea that even with the powers, and even with extending yourself out to the most that you can, you literally can't save everybody. Right. And the pain that that causes when you realize how much of your powers enable people to live because you save people. And so do you Do you pick and choose? Does life pick and choose? Mm-hmm. When, when, when do you let go of the fact that, well, I saved that, uh, that retirement home, but that bus full of kids right. blew up, you right. know? And, or I saved, you know, those Girl Scouts, but then those soldiers got gunned down by, you know, terrorists. And it's this idea that I you saved can't the farm be- from a flood, but the flood killed all the pigs down by the river. Yep, and then the tor- <laughs> and then the tornado came, and my pops was all like, "Don't save me!" It got to a whole thing, but um, um <laughs> I think I think with Superman because he has that pedestal, and the failures are so like um, far-reaching. I think I always fear the idea is that we have to build Superman to be constantly successful so that the failure hits. I And I like that. I like that. So yeah. Too. And we see how quick... At one point in this comic, Flash is simultaneously dealing with the shooters at Star Labs and dealing with a fire. Right. So he can be stretched out. But yeah. even in that instance, he had no idea what was going on with Godspeed. Right. You know? So it's this idea that he, he, the man has the heart. The man has the brains. The man has the power. But evil's gonna be evil, yeah. and you can't you can't watch everything and everyone all the time. Superman can't, right. Flash can't, and they should be reminded of that. They should be brought down to a level right. where it's not you're not this all encompassing hero all the time that can Especially stop everything. Especially in Flash's case, where there's just constantly like a rash of petty crime. Yeah, like it's it's not always you know world domination and 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 uh you know, mass murder on some sort of ridiculous, like, religious scale or something. It's like, there's a bunch of dudes just trying to rob banks sometimes. And time doesn't work on convenience. No. So that one time you go to do the petty crime stuff, something very serious would be going on in the other half of yeah. the world. 
you know? And then are you the, you know, are you the savior of the world? Are you the savior of Central City? Like, are, you know, what is your responsibility? Because right. you have all these powers and with great power comes with great responsibility. Yeah. What do you do? And I like that they, they characterize him really well in that. Uh, I love the Godspeed design. Um, I don't know if I want him to be a tweener. I, I think I think he's, <laughs> he's better served as a straight-up villain. But I understand people's exhaustion with the idea of a speedster villain. Sure. Um, and that they're they all like kept away, they're all locked away, and whenever you want to get one out, you can just break one out. But um, I don't I don't want him to be like just maybe not just a straight up villain. I, but I don't want him to be the the necessary evil either. Okay. You know, like the way they sort of paint Red Hood as like that necessary darkness. Right. Um. I want him to be just like an equation that Barry can't completely solve. Right. You know, he he's doing bad things for his own altruistic reasons and it's something that he constantly is like chasing after mm. but also ends up using in his favor. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, right. In the same way that you guess you could say in Luke Cage that Bushmaster was the villain but it was also something that like he and that Luke Cage ends up using to help himself. Right. Yeah, and with um, and you have to balance those issues. August and Mina both showed Barry stuff about the Speed Force that he knew nothing about. Yes, and the idea that the character who's been around fifty, sixty years at this point can still learn stuff about this this entity. At one point, he says that Argus, Star Labs, and Justice League all have a treaty that they're not allowed to investigate the Speed Force. Really, it seems kind of foolish. Uh, if I'm Argus, like. Oh no, that untappable thing of energy that you're constantly using to change time, mm-hmm. reality, and you know people's lives. Nah, you're right. You're good on it. We won't. We won't ever open that Pandora's box. It's just a big sign on the doors. It's like Barry's closet. Don't open. And with and with Carver and you know Black Hole, it seems like they're they're fine with doing that. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And I think the biggest thing I dug I dug about Godspeed is because you the the character of the Flash is so rooted in time and history. And think characters like Batman similarly are. Mm-hmm. It's hard to create engaging new villains. Yes, a lot of this, a lot of these books end up becoming. You remember, so and so. You can right. leave an iceberg lounge card, and people already know what villains coming up. You understand? Know right. And you know, you show, show the Reverse Flash logo, and people get excited to build a new villain and to have him be um, nuanced and uh, engaging is hard. Especially and when on on the paper it's like just another speedster. Exactly, exactly, and that's what people you know people were up in arms about speedsters in the show. Like how yeah. many how many villain speedsters are we got three be? in a row? It's just like okay, it's like just it's more running. Yeah, and we had that trajectory <laughs> chick for a little while too. Remember her? Yes, it's a funny with, name. You know, um, I I thought she just she just sort of ran herself into like disintegration. Yes, she she did, and. I thought that was like a nice little callback to the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yes. But also, when they do the Speed Force Storm at the end of the Savitar season, I thought for sure, for <laughs> sure, <laughs> we were getting this story, bro. You and my friend did, and I was sending him just like, I'm like, don't, it's don't it's don't right there. Again. Barry shows back up, and there's mad speedsters because everyone people got hit by the lightning too. But he just the Speed Force is calling to me, so I'm gonna walk back into it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> Madness. But it is what it is. Because I knew there was going to be a time jump, which meant they weren't going to leave it for Wallace to deal with. Yeah. 
I can't believe they... Because, like, yeah, you're going to leave Wallace to train all these new speedsters. So, uh, at least where this leaves us off, we, we you know, we have Zoom, who's still in prison, who's going to end up being called the reverse Flash soon. We're actually going to get the actual Zoom, Hunter Solomon, in upcoming issues with uh, in the Flash War. Mm-hmm. You have two Wallys. You have Avery. So, we do have a quite a crop of speedsters at this point. Yes. Um, do you like the idea? Because this harkens back to the Jay Garrick... Bart Allen, Wally West, Barry Allen, Max Mercury, sure. Jesse Quick. Do you like the idea of speedster teams, or are you more of a singular uh, speedster kind of guy? I, I'm, I'm probably more of a singular guy. Like I can deal with the one more, whether it's a villain or some sort of partner-like character, just because uh, it's something for him to relate to. But at the same time, so, so many that it's almost um, really redundant. Yeah. And... It, it's hard to give them all something that makes them unique then. You kind of have to both give them something to un- that's unique and hand- handicap them, right? Because yeah. if they can all do all of it, then there should be no problems ever. Right. You know, especially when you consider that the other half of the world is being taken care of by Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, yeah. Aquaman, <laughs> whatever kind of stuff. And then it's like, now it's okay. You, you end up doing the team thing all the time. It's like, okay, we put Wallace on the Deathstroke team, so he's their resident speedster. And then we put wally over here and we put avery over here as chinese resident speedster and it's just like and then we have other wally on titans as resident speedster yeah like everyone's so. just in a different box somewhere and it's hard to care because like well i can just keep reading flash yeah exactly um and it sucks because when they want to have these characters on fire and engaging they can be we we've seen that and hopefully they get back to it. This is one of the one of my favorite first volumes mm-hmm. since Rebirth started. Yes. The other one was Superman. I loved the Superman volume one yes. with, with uh, John Kent. Son we, of Superman. And we've covered that here as part of Major Issues. So go ahead and look back at some of the previous episodes. Um, don't think we're ever covering uh, Batman Rebirth volume one here. No. I don't have no. any, I don't have any. I mean, Yogi's screaming right now. He's screaming on top of his lungs. <laughs> my, man, my man unapologetically loves the, the Tom King Batman run. But it he was loves him some naked bane. Yeah, is there any other first volumes that I should be looking at in the beginning of this rebirth? Is there anything that you felt was um, inspired that uh, you were able to jump into? I I, I enjoyed um, Detective Comics Volume One. Detective is good. Action yeah. is also not that bad. No, not at all. Um, action has more has a bit more fun with the resident characters in Superman's life, like uh, <coughs> Luther and and the yeah, whole Lex Metropolis Luthor. Daily Globe, all that stuff. Yeah, Lex Luthor. Um, uh, some of the Perry side White. stuff that was going. <laughs> Some of the side stuff that was going on with Lana Lang at the time when she had her own book. Yeah, and Powers. Yes, that was a that was a different that was an interesting time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it 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 plays along with all the other stuff in, in Superman's life, like Batman and everything else. Yeah. Um, there's a few there's a few fun one shots in there you can have fun with, like uh, okay. um, actually it's in the Batman book where <laughs> Batman Superman. Lois and Catwoman go on a date. Oh yeah, the double date. Yeah, yes. that's good. That's good. Um, I I feel like a lot of the first volumes were treading water, like they were just trying to get people familiar with the characters. They didn't want to do anything too big or too small. And then you blink, and we get metal, mm. which kind of disrupts the flow of everyone's first volume because it's such a huge event with such huge stakes. Literally, the entire multiverse is on the line. Sure, and, and everyone's uh, book had some tie-in at some point. Yeah. Or references back. Remember that time all those crazy Batman showed up? Right. And so you have that too. 
Um, so these first volumes remind me of a simpler time when you were allowed to zone in on your one character, mm-hmm. get a brand new fresh introduction, and uh, a brand new fresh story. And I think that these guys killed it. I think that these guys did uh, very well with this volume here. Um, and I thought it was important to take to to talk about uh, comics today, especially DC comics, to ramp back up this idea that some of the best stuff is happening where you can't see it if you're not reading comics. Right. So uh, go to your local comic shops, go to Amazon, go to Get Comicsology, and start jumping into these volumes because there is some good uh, stuff here that I have no doubt the movies and the TV shows will be mining. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's where that's where all the secret lies. That's where the power lies. Yes. These books. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> this is where the power lies. Um, but, uh, another reason why I said to take on these books is because next week we'll be doing a whole deep dive as we do into Daredevil Season 3, which gives me about Four days to binge a whole bunch of episodes, and I got, and I'm going apple picking. There's gonna be a lot going on, mm-hmm. so I gotta, I, I just gotta help make sure I don't who, mix those two. Who's so I'm not diving th- in this with you? Uh, this is going to be Carlos Maximus is coming on oh, okay. for, for Daredevil, which would be cool because me and you did Luke Cage. Yes. Me and uh, Dan the Comic Man did Iron Fist. Yes. And me and Carlos Maximus will be doing Daredevil. Gotcha. So that would be that no, would be pretty did, sweet. Who did Jessica Jones? I believe didn't we do Jessica Jones? No, we did not. So it must have been, it must have been Carlos Maximus. I got to go back. on. Oh, you guys can go back and let us know who was <laughs> on that episode. I know you guys have been on because you guys have been following this little thing that we do called the Major Issues Podcast, which is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app available on all iPhones. And if you have a regular phone, a.k.a. a good one, you can find it by Googling the Major Issues Podcast. We are literally the first result that pops right back up. And uh, we are dealing with the latest and greatest things to come to comic books we, and comic book media. We are rapidly approaching our uh, our sense, our one year. Yes, year one. It's, we're getting into Major Issues <laughs> major year, year one. one. <laughs> we started this little fledgling podcast in December of 2017. And we're getting closer and closer to our little birthday. So hopefully you guys are on there because we're trying to come up with some cool content to cover for that uh that uh, i was gonna say centennial episode i almost imagine? said centennial too <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, anniversary it's, it's wishful thinking we're gonna be around forever people so get ready for that centennial remember i said that they were gonna have we centennial listen by then the cryogenic freezing technology will be perfected it'll literally be talking heads you understand and it will be good talking heads and jars but bro the anniversary yes annual. it's coming up it's definitely coming up plus we still got things like aquaman coming up uh, uh is what I'm excited for. We got uh Into the Spider-Verse coming up which we forgot to talk about in our Venom uh our Venom review because they do a nice little post credit just for that universe and just for that thing. Uh that that seems to be really good. Uh, it's going to be a decidedly different taste and because of it, it's a new taste we're going to I think it's going to do very very well. Yes. Um even with broad shoulders Peter Parker looking massive. Yeah, he's huge. And then his voice is kind of I don't know. But anyway, um yeah, we're tackling movies, we're tackling TV, we're tackling all of this as part of Major Issues Podcast, which is brought to you by Comic Book Click. That is the banner in which we do all this, the podcast stuff, the merchandise, the videos, the YouTube, the Twitter, the uh, Instagram. You can find all that at Facebook.com slash Comic Book Click, Instagram at Comic Book Click, or use the hashtag Comic Book Click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. You can visit our shop at TeePublic. Uh, T public slash user slash comic book click or talk to us on the Twitter machine at major issue CBC. Do you want to give the fine people your Twitter handle? My Twitter is rebirthgt. 
follow that and I will I <clears throat> down to uh interact with anybody at any time and I occasionally actually do tweet some stuff myself. I gotta learn how to use that a lot better. Actually. Me too. I, I wanna engage with this fan base because I know you guys are out there and you guys have your opinions and I, I wanna do our best to get your opinions on this show because I feel like this works better as a team, as the action flash family. Yes. So we're trying to pull our resources in and we'll be looking at stuff, especially as we come into our young one year anniversary, we'll be looking at some of the newer things that we can do as part of this podcast to engage our viewership more. But you guys have been growing the viewership. The numbers have been showing they're increasing. We're getting visitors and viewers and uh, listeners from all over the world. So we want to thank you from whatever corner of the world that you exist in. Thank you so much for being a part of this because I've been to the future and I know that we become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. I'm I'm convinced that like... It is President Luthor in a head in a jar. Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> as long as he's not trying to build some uh, some kind of crazy wall to keep the alien foreigners out, I think we will be a-okay. <laughs> and I would say, oh, snap. I want that book now where Luthor is Trump-esque. I w- and I would say, oh, snap, but you're wearing a, a Thanos shirt, and I don't think snap is the appropriate word to be saying right about now. <laughs> Too soon. I, I'm just getting stir crazy because we are nearing the end of this podcast. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. My name is Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. And this has been a little bit of CW Talk mixed in with Flash Volume 1 Lightning Strikes Twice. And remember, whether you have some sort of wrong done in your life and the prisoner is still out there, whether your daughter comes back from the future and she seems to be <laughs> considerably older than you, whether what? you won't give Sony any credit and won't watch any <laughs> movies, <laughs> any of their movies, <laughs> or whether you I have like some X Men films, or whether you are currently sitting in Ohio and you are the last man enjoying Tom King's Batman run, <laughs> I, I had to sneak that in there. I love you, brother. It's all good. Um, remember that we are the Click, and you, yes, you, are worthy. <laughs> <laughs>